Hello, and welcome to the Point in Progress podcast, episode 23, your one-stop shop for news, recommendations, and some spicy takes. Join five friends across three time zones and two countries every week as we just discuss all things we love while sticking, still thinking critically about them. Damn that last line, but otherwise and otherwise perfect. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? It's good. It's good. How are you doing? I am trying to stick with it. It is hot outside, or at least muggy, but at the very least, we have this cool, nice air conditioner here, so I'm very happy about that, of course. Some people are not so lucky. Uh, yeah. Fee, how are you feeling up there? <laughs> Thank God for central air. You know? <laughs> I'm feeling absolutely abysmal at the moment, but we're here, we're vibing, we're excited to record the podcast. Hopefully I don't have some sort of heat stroke hallucination. Um, we're in it to win it, guys. In it okay. to fucking win it. Honestly, if you do, it's just content. content. Yeah, yeah, it's content. Yeah, content. You know I mean? yeah. If I'm sorry. We'll call the cops after like about five minutes. Like we'll call Canadian police to come scoop you up. But at least give us the five minutes, you know? No, for sure. And if one of your board games catches on fire, just let it burn. Just let it burn. It's all useless cardboard. <laughs> If one catches fire, they all catch fire. That is right. I mean, yeah, but it's content. No, that's not content. That is I will full, content. I'm going to full screen you. It'll be, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like everyone's in a good mood. Of course, this week, uh, we are Sans one member. Beard in the Hair is having a lovely little vacation, a little love, lovely vacation, if you will. Uh, <laughs> spending time. <laughs> he has the week off. That's God all I'll damn say. it, Mario. That's all I'll say. Uh, Why do you make things weird? Because <laughs> it's love, and I it's love love. Mario, Who doesn't love love? I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're the, you're the oh psychos. So, of course, I picked the most flattering photo of Harv possible to be our showcase. So uh, until next week, uh, we'll hear from him. But till then, we have a little bit of housekeeping that we need to get through. Uh, of course, happy birthday, I think Seb. They're all from me. They're all from you, so you can go ahead and explain <laughs> half most of the most of the housekeeping. Go for it. What is this housekeeping? All right. Well, happy birthday, Sebastian Stan. Oh God, I Sebastian give him Stan. A out. Who cares about Sebastian today, Stan? As of recording, I do. <laughs> um, also, a me housekeeping note. Shout out to the goat Sue Bird and Diana. See you in Paris, Tarasi. Are we going to see them hit six Olympics? Maybe we'll see in four years. I'm excited. I'm part of these people. We got the gold. They're all clearly Olymp They're... Olympians. <laughs> oh, people Olympic are actually watching the Olympics. Five-time <laughs> Olympic gold winners: Seabird and Diana Taurasi. Excuse me, guys. You. All I know is Canada won um, the um, soccer, um, like women's soccer, this year. Um, so, hashtag Canada's the best. Hashtag. <laughs> no, Canada. Uh, Canada has a trans player on their soccer team, and that's all I know about them. Uh, RIP for U.S. soccer team because I would have really loved to see Pino and Bird both come home with gold, but they both medaled, so that's all that but matters. See, there was a whole saga yeah. about Canada not like almost getting it for like multiple Olympics, and then they finally got it. So it was like. Yeah, shout out to Canada. But shout out to Canada. I'm disappointed. Shout out to those. <laughs> nope. Shout out to Canada. Shout out to Canada Dry. <laughs> Have you guys ever had Schweppes? Uh, Schweppes is way better than Canada Dry. Schweppes Canada is, dry is trash. Schweppes oh. tastes like fucking soap. When did we yeah, turn? That shit is disgusting. 
disgusting. When do we turn to a ginger ale podcast? Uh, no, no. Love I got some Schweppes this week just because like I thought it was the same shit, and I drank it, and I'm like, why does everything I taste taste like fucking soap? And I realized oh. it was the Schweppes. No, yeah, okay, so it's <laughs> like a you problem. Like, Kelsey tried to get me on some sort of like a different no. ginger ale brand, did not work. It's yeah, dumb. No. I Canada it, Dry. Schweppes is terrible. Canada Dry for um ginger ale. Canada Dry oh, yeah. has no taste. It's it's yeah, nothing. it tastes like it, it no tastes like it, 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 it tastes like, like it, it, it tastes like ginger ale to Pe- me. People, the other one called, is just tastes like it's called Canada Dry. It's dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the name. It's terrible. It's obviously not dry if you're drinking it, Mario. Sure, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna end this ginger <laughs> beer discussion on craft is the best way to go for ginger beer, and anything else is just subpar. Now we're talking about beer. Anyways, shout out no, ginger I, beer. Okay, shout out. We've been talking about <laughs> shout out to those two uh, Olympians that both tied and shared the medal. I thought that was the best story in the Olympics. That was so cute. That was the sweetest keeps, thing. Someone keeps trying to delete my uh, wait my housekeeping. Uh, yes, because your housekeeping yes. is you have bad news. <laughs> Is this the person talking about Ashton stand for a housekeeping? What is this? Anyways, order, order, order. I also I also want to say happy uh, Friday the 13th. It is, of course, Jason's birthday. We want to talk about Jason. Uh, Shout out to Jason. Uh, not to his mother. That was a bad movie. Uh, and we'll go to Jason's Jason's beheaded mom. Just chilling in a cabin somewhere. Yes. Shout out Kelsey. It's her favorite holiday. Hey, shout out to Kelsey. Um, I miss both that her and Michael. Um, so let's we're done with the checkpoint. We're done talking about Canada Dry and <laughs> fucking Sebastian Stan. Stan. <laughs> aren't you, you going to see Kelsey in like a month anyway? Oh yeah, you're right. We are. Uh, we, yeah. we'll, we'll be I don't know if that's still happening. I'll be real with you. To be fair, I, it's crossed my mind because it might or may not happen due to the way the world is. Oops. I mean, you guys have Lollapalooza, y'all. Yeah, least. I think that's be that's why we won't have it. That's probably why, because the way that that looked was insane. We won't insane. have it because of Lollapalooza. <laughs> so, and I'm caught, I'm honestly like scared to be totally honest and see how much people density there was at there. Even if I'm vaccinated, even if Frank's vaccinated, I don't trust people. I, I just I think Lollapalooza is a bigger bigger. Uh, it is definitely probably event. a bigger thing. There are still multiple stages, and you know, rock music's rowdy. So that's why well, I'm no, like, here's the thing. Like, you, okay, bring a knife. yeah, it was like it was smaller most years, but this year's like, hey, everyone got that vaccine. Let's go do stupid shit, and then like Girl. everyone gets a Delta variant. I love and everyone dies. I love that <laughs> Frank's solution <laughs> to. Avoiding COVID was bring a knife. <laughs> oh, it gets too close. Fucking pull that shit out. Nobody's going to get closer. Who gets closer six to feet. a knife? Fucking six feet, all right? Who, who the fuck gets closer to a knife, dude? Just like, you get it. away from it. Okay, if I learned anything from a specific game this week, all you need is that six foot claymore, and no one's going to fuck with you. Exactly. Just, like, spin Just pull it around. Out. This podcast already off the rails. Let's go this ahead. This podcast brought to you by Medieval Swords. Before we. Before we leave the COVID talk real quick, uh-huh. shout out to whoever fired Laura Osnes. Good Who? on you. She doesn't deserve to be working. She's a Broadway actor, very famous, very talented, didn't get vaccinated, uh, wouldn't disclose her status. She got fired. Shout out to the people who fired her. Love to see it. Get Way fucked, person yeah, I don't get know. Fucked. Yeah, get, get fucked, fucked, Broadway person. <laughs> also, shout out to the fucking white dude standing outside GameStop coughing up a storm. 
I'm pretty sure you gave COVID to like five people at this point. <laughs> Thanks to Beard and the Hair in the chat saying, look at all these peeves. Hello. I love do you love your photo of yourself? Do you love do you love that what we did to you? Yeah. The taxidermy, that's what it is. Anyways, what have we been playing, everybody? It's a puppet. <laughs> we just shove our hand up his butt. Just Frank, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to you since you got you got puppet hands. What's what have you been playing? What have you been up to? Uh, I've been playing that Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, I love it. I've been I've been leveling Shocker. up all my classes so that we can do more MSQ on Monday. Uh, we paid we played back for a blood this week. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's a little generic, but I think generic is kind of what we need right now. You know what I mean, I think we need a really easy generic shooter, not anything too crazy, just in and out. You know what I mean? Uh, other than that, uh, I've been watching True Detective. Uh, I I've gotten through the first two seasons in a few days. By the way, great show because it's only like eight episodes. Uh, easy eight episodes, Time really quick. In. I would I would just like to ask it's the audience: um, Has anyone ever heard anyone call Detective a dick? Because I have yes. not until this. Okay, it must be a Chicago thing because like Sly and I are might here, be. like, what the it fresh might be. hell you guys are talking about? Because it's... I thought you were going to talk about a pornography, which then I had to like. <laughs> I I abbreviate so in the document. The reason why they're saying that, the reason in the document today, I put in uh, instead of saying true detective, I put in true dick because I didn't feel like typing out detective. And apparently nobody's ever heard a detective be called a dick before. I've never heard that before. So I literally thought that you were going to like talk about a pornography, and I'm like, dude, that is no. no. Like, uh, if I was to talk about a por- <laughs> if I were to talk about any kind of if I were to talk about any kind of porn, it wouldn't be true dick. I will tell you that. Um, <laughs> I would pick a, I would pick a better name than true dick for a fucking porn caster. I'd be. <laughs> Oh, we said we were going to be so professional. I was was just laughing because I said that was ballsy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, Fee. Oh, my God. (laughs) Harv in the chat saying Bible Black. Yep. God. We need Jesus. I would probably pick Bible Black over anything called True Dick. I'll be real with you. (laughs) Bible Black will not save anyone. Oh, Bible Black ain't saving anything. It's only Bible... (laughs) Wait, hold on. I, I do want to talk about True Detective, though. True Detective okay, is really I'm good. Gonna... True Detective... You've lost your privileges. Nope. True you. Detective you is a great show. Uh, a great metaphysical show. It makes you really think. Um, in terms of just, like, just about life, you know? Yeah. Like, how, how we're so small in a world so big. And even somebody who is as close to like e- like l- genius levels of intellect is small in comparison to like the one percent. You know, it's it's absolutely baffling how sh- how crazy that show is. And even in its second season, just like the idea of like we've been here before, we've lived many lives, and it's it, it's a wonder of how many lives we've actually lived because we don't we don't live. Uh, the same life over and over again and we don't have memories of our past lives but you don't know how many times we've had this same conversation before in past lives with different people you know what i mean it's it's a crazy show it's really about the 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 
just how these detectives take this case because it's for the most part a straightforward like conspiracy case but how it changes the people within the show and even in the second season how it changes the way you perceive how cops work right it's baffling i haven't seen the third season yet um i've heard good things about the third season i've heard blade is in it yeah, Blade is in it. Uh, I've heard, I can never remember his name. Uh, Mahershala Ali. Um, there you go. But I did want to ask you, because I know that this show specifically has had like ups and downs with it. True Detective Season 1 is considered like a masterpiece. Two people were not enjoying as much. What is your feelings as someone that's sort of been separate from the general talk? Uh, what was the question again? So, so you're when season one came out, it was regarded as like sort of like a classic, like actually really great, like a masterpiece. Mm. Then season two came out, and not a lot of people were highly receptive on it. As someone who's watched it straight through, like from season one to season two, what are your thoughts on it? Um, season one's definitely better in terms of just how they 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 shot it, and like the it, it feels like a uh, a retrospective almost of sure. like what happens in the first the first case. And then it leads into the second case, which mm-hmm. you can tell, like, judging by what they've seen in the first time, there's a good reason why they would come back to it. The second season, I feel like, plays more on the... Uh, it, it definitely plays more on the detective side. Sure. Uh, of, like, the job. But it it's the overall, like, escalation of it, you know? Where season one kind of escalated when they figured out, oh, this happened. Whereas season two, like it starts low and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until like you realize, holy shit, there's this whole Illuminati and it's like, fuck, what do we do now? You know what I mean? But it does play on a lot of the, the same themes as the first season, where what, uh, at least with uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is talking about, about living multiple lives. There's a, there's a fun little bit in the second season where somebody tells somebody, Hey, you have an aura to you, this green and black aura that I've never seen before. You must have lived many lives. Hmm. And they, they keep this theme going. And it, it's, it's, it's definitely fascinating to, to see, you know, just, uh, just, how, just, just how the show progresses. And I'm very curious at how the third season progresses. Like, it, it, they're definitely different seasons altogether. They're both good in their own right. If you wanted to watch only one season, I'd say watch season one. But season two is just as good in its own way. Man, interesting. That's basically all I've been doing this week. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's interesting because I know you've tackled Sopranos first, then you jumped over to The Wire, and now you're trying out another HBO show. I can't wait till you start True Blood. That's going to be the best adventure ever. So probably won't. I'll be honest with you. I've never <laughs> been into the. I, I'll be with you. I've never been into like the the. I know I'm into like vampires and Castlevania and all that, but I've never been into live action versions of it. Fair enough. Like Supernatural is probably as far as I'll go, and then I'll just end it there. You know? No, totally, totally. I'm just joking. Yeah. But uh, Six Feet Under is probably one of the more well known HBO show. That'd be interesting if like if you were to check that out. But uh, good on you, enjoying Final mm-hmm. Fantasy and all the fun TV shows. Uh, Fiona, what have you uh, been consuming this week? Well, I'm playing a game. Um, called Final Fantasy fourteen, but I'm not going to specifically talk about that because we talk about that, that every week. <laughs> I have been into a freaking deep dive of true crime, like YouTube, you name it. I've been watching actual like court cases, like just out of sheer curiosity. 
And what is actually pretty interesting, and it kind of reminded me what um, Har- um, what Frank was talking about when it came to True Detective was like, there was a case that actually just recently closed. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it was a guy named Rodney O'Neill. And he actually killed his baby mama, killed his daughter, and then stabbed his son in the back. And his son I remember dead. this. Yes. And he was his own attorney. I didn't know about the own attorney part. It was wow. crazy. It was obscene. It was really difficult, especially when he cross-examined and specifically like talked to his son, who he had stabbed. Anyway, it is a very difficult watch. And one thing that was very interesting was like when I found out that there is the trial and then there's the sentencing. And then after the sentencing is done, a judge has an opportunity to speak their mind because the entire time a judge judge is very quiet. They can't say anything other than like overruled stuff like that. But she said, I've been a judge for 19 years. I have seen everything in every way someone can kill another person. This has been one of the most disturbing cases that's ever come across my desk. And what's more, even more upsetting is your daughter, like his daughter had disabilities. And she specifically said that like, what I've been told in the past is people get to choose like what lives they get, like specifically when it comes to like, this is the lives that you have an option to go into. And she specifically chose that life. And she's like one of the strongest people that she'd ever known. Because she went through so much chaos and so much, like, through her short life. Like, she was a very young girl. But, like, people are crazy. Like, it's not even, like, it's not, like, yeah, there's, like, watching it on a TV show. But then, like, these are actual people. And, like, it's incredibly, it's very odd. Also, I saw, like, there was one in particular. It was, you get to see from the beginning to, like, the end of this entire thing through cctv which is like cameras that are found around a city specifically in new zealand also very interesting but yeah would highly recommend people like um bozy does true crime she also does really cool things where she'll like (laughs) harp her room and say like okay this is what happens when you hit someone with a hammer and she does this on live stream on twitch which like i think that's pretty interesting because she's just like okay we're just gonna watch and look at a bunch of stuff and then, obviously, Bailey Asarian, who did some really good stuff this week, where she talked about the difference between cocaine and crack. And if you know the difference, there's not mm-hmm. much. Not much. <laughs> um, and it's all due to, um, it's racially driven. Yes, yes. That's, that's actually yeah. one of the biggest things about The Wire, uh, is how, I, we won't get to it here, but it's yeah. it's definitely racially driven well as someone who never experienced any of that or has any previous knowledge it was very interesting to watch or listen to an entire podcast for one hour about it and how it affected the united states from its creation to present day so it is a very good listen highly would recommend and i also what's up you should do there's these like unsolved like cold case yeah. files that you can get and then like try to solve like murders you should totally so, do that here's the thing bailey <laughs> syrian actually gets sponsored by them and you can get a discount through her because oh my god yeah i love that i, I love it uh, by the way probably one of the most attractive youtubers i've ever seen in my life by the way just chef's kiss i've made ev- <laughs> one day i just put one on and made harv Frank and Mario. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah, Yeah, I put this on. It's the makeup one, right? It is. It's 
murder mist uh, like makeup Monday, and then she has like her whole opening, and that just such a delight. Um, so good. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And she's just really, really good. So highly recommend her podcast and her videos. If you haven't watched them before, it is a trip. An absolute fucking trip. She talked about a chess killer. Did she talk about the chess killer this week or was it another one? I don't remember. It's been a while. This entire week feels like a month. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. That's it for me. Fantastic. Choo well, choo. <laughs> both, both you and Frank are on the murder train. <laughs> so yeah, dude. Train. <laughs> all that, all that det- good detective stuff. I would love. To- yeah, I think you would love True Detective. I think I- it's easy. Eight episodes. We could. I'll watch it with you. Okay, we can. I'll watch rewatch. It because- I have to rewatch the first season anyway because that's sh- that that they put a lot of shit in that first season. They do because we have to get it on <laughs> iTunes, and I do not have iTunes. There you go. Oh yeah, he, no, he I can. We can. Yeah, yeah, we can. We can stream it. I mean, we. Uh, I mean, we cannot do that. Uh, DMCA internet people. Sorry, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck you, FCC. But yes, that, that that sounds that sounds awesome. I would love to be in an escape room with both of you, just figuring out all the clues and being safe. Oh my God, we should do an escape room as Pip. That sounds like I, a great look. I play activity. I play Dink and Rampa. All right, I know how to escape a room. <laughs> I've I've seen the movie Escape Room and Escape Room Tournament of Champions. I'm, Not great films, but I don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> I'm very good at detective games, guys. So I I. Yes, we, we, we all know. We all know, and uh, I'm happy. That's why I want you to be on my team. That's why I want you to be on my team when it comes to... Is this, all, is this the right way for you guys? It's this point in progress? It, yeah. Oh, God. you It's, 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 in, it's in reverse, but hey, it looks awesome. No, it looks good. It looks good on my screen. Looks, I don't know. It's it reverse on, on, on our yeah, on the On the stream, I'm, it's reverse. Yeah. yeah. On ours, it's fine. You're flipped because the... You're, you're, okay, hold on. Give me one second. There we go. <laughs> Pausing the podcast. Oh, hold on. I flipped, no, it's fine. No, no, no. I flipped the wrong thing. What did you flip? I flipped the uh, the border. The border had our names flipped backwards, like we were. In, <laughs> like no. we were. There you go. No, it's now fine. you don't. You don't need to. Chaos. Do you don't need to do. Belregard. Chaos corner. Sly, what have you been up to? Um, I'm going to start with a game that came out yesterday called Fire Tonight. If you all remember the indie game about. The, like, fires that break out in the city and you have to get across the city. It's, like, a puzzly game. Uh, gorgeous. Beautiful. I love the art. It's been super fun. Um, not super far into that because it just came out. But I've been playing that. In addition, uh, I drunkenly bought Avengers. And, y'all, yes! that's a good game. Yes! I don't know if it's because I went into the game with, like, absolutely, like, no expectations for... But I been like, really enjoying it. Like, I just finished the first, like, story yeah, part. I the... kind of, like, mainlined through the first story. Um, and so I still have to do all the, like, side missions the Avengers or Day whatever. Stuff, right? and stuff. Um, yeah, I have to do that next after I finish cleaning up some of the side missions for, like the factions and stuff gotcha uh but i'm having so much fun <laughs> and like i don't vibe with like all the characters play styles uh, but nat oh. feels great i love playing as nat mm. um oh, Cap's so been fun i i thought i really liked kamala like playing as kamala while i was playing through the story but now that i'm not forced to play as her i'm not digging it as much sure but 
Yeah, I, I'm sure Hulk feels great if you like playing a tank, but that's just not my style. So I've been mostly um, Nat and Cap and a little bit of Thor as well. Just playing around. Okay. Uh, no strategy whatsoever. I'm just yeah. enjoying myself and going for it. Okay, I thought you were talking about the <laughs> gameplay. So, no, I'm me, personally. Like, oh, okay. I should be, like, focusing on, like, one character leveling them up, focusing on oh, the next yeah. leveling whatever. Yeah. I'm just I'm going with my gut. Like, sure. whatever I feel. I'm just fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a dead game anyway. You get, you, once you get to the end game, then you're going to be like, oh. No, not yeah. not even. There's more stuff after I, the end game I, I, I that she that they have I mean, to do. That game is that I, game is literally all end game now. But no, they so keep adding new stuff every any week. Of the Hawkeye stuff. Yeah, the Hawkeye I stuff. Any of the Hawkeye stuff yet. And then next week with the Black Panther stuff coming out, mm-hmm. right? The whole I, there's still a lot of content. I'm sure. I'm sure yet, all eleven so. of you now will uh will enjoy again that. you're you're gonna be on the wrong side of history when this this uh next drops because a lot of people are talking I'm about sure. getting more excited for it again and i'm happy about that especially i'm sure all all 12 of the, <laughs> 12 of the, of the facebook group is real all right <laughs> keep going to that. all right say what you say, say what you want to say but otherwise yeah i'm happy that you're trying it out i'm uh, it's funny you haven't found a main yet because yeah i mean you still have some other characters to discover and decide what is more of your play style yeah, and then it- touched clint or mm-hmm. uh Kate yet so i'm excited to get into that yeah for sure and then the other um, villain sectors and all the other speaking stuff of yeah. yeah speaking of being on the wrong side of history um no. i didn't realize how many people actually liked peggy carter really really uh, <laughs> yeah i okay so i don't know if it's i'm i love Emily Van Camp, and so with all the stuff that happened oh, there, yeah. with like Haley Atwell being kind of shitty, so I don't know Wait, if that's what? like hold, 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 hold influence. On. Unpack that. What did you just say? For what? As a person, Haley Atwell um, is so, is so Haley Atwell tra- treated Emily Van Camp like really badly, especially right around the time that Civil War came out. Right when. Uh, Agent Carter got canceled. I think oh. it was like the same week or something. And Haley well made a lot of mean comments about really? Sharon Carter and Emily Van Camp. And I, I mean, I to be fair, her, so if like, you were an actress who was in one movie, right, and were pro- and keep in mind, Agent Carter has like a history in these comics, right, and then you're almost mm-hmm. immediately replaced by another actress, <laughs> and for more movies than you've been in. Before Agent Carter, I'd be kind of pissed too. I'd be a little salty. She's only been in like two. Agent Carter's been. Like well, she four. was in two, whereas Haley Atwell was in like one before Agent Carter. I'm no, pretty sure that Haley Atwell has some sort of unbreakable vow, weird voodoo thing on Kevin Feige because she keeps <laughs> yeah. appearing in everything, and I just, I just need us to move on. Yeah, no, <laughs> we don't because if I remember correctly too. Day. Even even Agent Carter was on like just a random network when it was no, supposed it was on to ABC. be something. Bigger. No, it was ABC. Oh yeah, a random ABC. network. That's not a random network. That's ABC. <laughs> That's owned by Disney. If I, remember a... correct, if I remember correctly, it did not do well even on that network. None of those shows did well. <laughs> exactly. She got the short. She got the short short end of the. But stick. the thing is, is that she's been she's a way more established character. She had obviously the one movie, but she has one part obviously in Silver uh, in Silver. Well, not Silver. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
she has the part in uh, Winter Soldier. She's in Ant Man. She's you know she's still an established person that was throughout the whole tenure, mm-hmm. all the way up to now. Now she has. Well, now she has more more pieces in that in that cinematic universe. Probably after complaining a lot. Um, no, but Ant Man happened with... before. I don't know. About I'm gonna, I want to wrap up my thoughts on what if real quick. Sure, sure. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, I... If you want to know my thoughts, basically go check out the Stark Radio after party that was with um, Liz and Alexis Baker reads comics. Uh, I w- I watched that live; it was great. They have a lot of similar thoughts as I did. And all I want to say, no spoilers at well, context spoilers. Um, all I want is a sweatshirt that's a fish driving a jeep. And if you've watched the episode, you'll get that. If you oh. haven't, you won't, and that's fine. But that's got all it. I want in my life. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Yeah, no, I I, I, I also <laughs> watched What If, and I, I really enjoyed it because I'm a huge First Avengers fan. So that was love right there. That's what I loved very much. So I'm excited for the rest I of the show. I love First Avenger. I wish they did more. I mean, that's they only got the I'm, 30 minutes. That's it. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty I of wish, What If comics. Okay, it's I like you only get the one. Just I wish they didn't just follow the story. I'm glad we had all this wonderful discussion. Uh, I'll try to be a little bit quicker. Um, oh, that's right. We still got to do your stuff. I know. <laughs> we didn't even have hard this week. <laughs> it's been 41 minutes. I love Continue. it. I love this. Uh, of course, I finished Death's Door. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, fantastic game, actually. Uh, it's uh, done everything that I needed to do in that game. And honestly, it's definitely up there as part of my favorite games that I played this year. So if you haven't played it, it is awesome. I believe right now it's on PC and Xbox. So definitely give it a shot. It's only $20. You could probably get it on sale um, shortly. And uh, I highly recommend it. It's just a both meditative game as well as a pain in the ass uh, roguelike slash, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, soulsy like game. So definitely check mm-hmm. that out uh you know all this fever over me and um frank watching the sopranos i finally decided you know what i'm gonna take the plunge and i decided to finally watch the godfather for the very first time and the movie holds up the movie definitely holds up and honestly being involved in sort of the sopranos really helped i think because it helped me understand the politics as well as the hierarchy when it comes to the families and how that, how the system sort of works, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that the movie actually ages pretty beautifully um, in terms of color and music and the way that they tell the story. It's very vignettes where um, the story is told through, I think over the course of like a couple of years, but there's like sections that evolve into other sections. Um, I think does a pretty solid. Well, I know that they say Godfather two is the best. So I'm very excited to start that one. I hear it's a very much a dual story. It's interesting. Uh, Godfather, one of the probably considered one of the best movies of all time. The sequel then has dual stories with different two different characters, which is very much like my favorite game in the last of us (laughs) and uh, Metal Gear Solid two. So I'm very excited (laughs) to uh, watch Godfather and continue that journey. Um, Lastly, the game that I've been wanting to talk about since I started playing it, uh, and thank you to Pop Agenda who provided me with uh, access to the game. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Boyfriend Dungeon, which if, if, if you haven't tried it yet, it's on Game Pass. It's awesome. It is, you play as a character who you can decide your pronouns, you can decide your look, your, you know, uh, whoever you are, and basically you move to a new town and your cousin's there, and he's trying to set you up on a date with a sword. 
which just so happens to be uh, either a boy, girl, or or any specific gender. They are people <laughs> that you can go on dates with and they have experiences with and get to know. And you can level up each other's skills. And then you go into what is called a dunge, which is short for dungeon. And you actually go through different levels of dungeons, similar in the way of like how a Persona game works when you go to Mementos. So you're basically going down, you go to a mall, basically, and you're fighting creatures, but the creatures are manifestations. Uh, oh my God. Metaphysical? No, manifestations of your fears. And so it's old record uh, record machines throwing records at you. It's like TVs. It's like flip phones. It's like all these weird, like crazy things that you would find in a mall or things that you would like have fear of change and pass. So it's sort of an idea about technology. So I thought that that this game is wild in its concept, but reigns very sweet and poignant. And there's definitely a level of care in this game specifically. Um, specifically, the game opens up asking you, hey, there's going to be a person named Mom that texts you throughout the game. Is that okay? For people that may or may not have not have that in their life. So who might be sensitive towards that? So you can turn that off so that that person, which, you know, it's interesting because that person has a force in the game. So I'm very curious how that is to not have that or how they handle it um, in a different playthrough. But yeah, I highly recommend it. The game is gorgeous. It's going to have the same level of, um, how can I describe it? Um, beautiful energy of how people were lusting after characters like Hades. If everyone saw the image, characters look very similar to that. So it's definitely going to be uh, largely talked about. So definitely recommend it. It is called Boyfriend Dungeon. It is, like I said, Xbox or on PC right now. It's on Switch. And uh, yeah, definitely recommend it. So definitely. Yeah, that's a game I heard of for the first time in like 2017, like my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. And like everybody was like in my friend group was like so excited for this and so obsessed with this. And I just have not thought about it for like three years. And then everybody's been talking about it this mm-hmm. week. And I'm like, oh shit, right. That exists. Yeah. So I definitely have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time. Uh, currently, my number one boy is Seven, he who, which is a lightsaber sword, um, who is also in a K-pop band. So <laughs> you can find definitely uh, many different personalities. Another person is Sunder, who may or may not be a vampire. I'm very excited about that one. And then, of course, uh, some other characters that I will not spoil. So definitely check this out. Like I said, it's on PC. Um, I believe it's like 20 bucks. Uh, or if you have Game Pass, you can check it out on Game Pass. Yeah, it's also on it's, xCloud. Yeah, it's free on Game Pass. Yeah, so definitely give it a shot. I highly, highly recommend Boyfriend Dungeon, which I will hopefully finish shortly. But that has been what we've been playing. We've been watching and consuming a lot. So let's go ahead and move on over to our second segment, which, of course, is the Patch Notes. Yeah, we're going to get through this pretty quick. Yeah, let's go Patch Notes this week. Send it off the front. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in there. Uh, our first piece of news this week comes from IGN's Jared Moore. Uh, U.S. politicians call on developers to reduce predatory game design. So guys, earlier this week, uh, politicians in the U.S. wrote a letter to a dozen game companies calling on companies to better protect young people from predatory business practices. The letters uh, call to companies such as Walt Disney and Epic to adhere to the U.K.'s age-appropriate design code, which starts on September 2nd. Uh, I have a quote here from one of the U.S. Senators. Loot boxes go one step further, encouraging purchases before a child even knows what the bundle contains, akin to gambling. 
On top of that, they also talk about how social interactions can cause peer pressure into buying microtransactions. Um, and then, of course, the U.S. doesn't have any kind of law protecting um, children like the U.K. is doing here. They do have a law, uh, the COPPA law, or uh, Children's Online Privacy Protection Rule, um, basically prohibiting sites or corporations from retaining data on children 13 or under. Yep. Um, so, guys, how do we... F- I-, I don't think we had this conversation yet about microtransactions. This is why I wanted to talk about it this week. Um, I know some of us do play games like Fortnite. Um, I know some of us uh, are very hard no on microtransactions, but uh, and then some of us are actually getting into games uh, like Avengers, which are very heavy on microtransactions. So, what do we think about microtransactions in general? Do we think like uh, they actually add anything to gaming? Um, do we hate them? What are our thoughts on that? And then, what are our thoughts on the senators sending out these letters to uh, companies? Uh, to adhere to the new UK law. Funny that they say uh, that loot boxes are akin to gambling because they're literally just gambling. Like, I agree. I agree. <laughs> there's there's no distinction there. It's literally just gambling. I I think that it's definitely a problem, and people can feel pressured or feel uh compelled to purchase them i i've never really gotten into microtransactions i don't care if they're there i care if it feels like you need to buy them to play a game yeah sure So like if it feels like it's like a pay to win kind of deal with the microtransactions i don't vibe with that in general i mean when it's targeted towards adults, whatever people have, you know, logical thinking skills. But in kids' games or games where the audience is primarily children, that's when it gets sketchy. And so it's important to have legislation that protects people who can't make rational decisions yet because their brains aren't fully formed. I'm, I'm trying to think of, um, and generally, like, which major games are still rocking loot boxes specifically. And the only one that I could think of on the top of my head is Overwatch. Overwatch, I think, still has the abundance of people wanting to get the latest skins and being sort of encouraged to buy in sort of these random drawings. As opposed to something like, let's just say, Avengers, which I just learned this recently when I was playing uh, with a group of friends, uh, uh, Kevin Diaz, uh, PlayStation Source, uh, played with him on his stream. And he actually blew my mind. So all the characters in Avengers, whenever they announce new skins, they don't just go away. They're not temporary things. They're actually in the marketplace. You can find them and you can buy the specific one you want. So if the, the like for instance, Captain America, the, the first Avengers movie suit is coming. So that will not just be a limited time thing. It will actually be associated with Captain America throughout the game, whenever you want. So I think that's pretty. Okay, light. I might buy that. <laughs> well, there's. Well, that means that you can buy all the cinematic universe skins because they're all available for the yeah. characters now. You can just go to the individual character profile. There's a list of all the suits. So that you know, I think that was actually a super smart way for people to enjoy that content. If you want, again, it's all optional. It has nothing to do with improving your character in the game. It's really just all cosmetic looks and you can spend your money responsibly in that way. Obviously there are people that take it too far. 
um, and there's always going to be that, but I think that at least certain games have done the responsible thing versus others. The other one that I want to put both a good note, but also a bad note on, and that's Fortnite. I'm, you know, currently still playing Fortnite. I just finally got my Clark Kent slash Superman skin. Um, and obviously came with, if you buy the battle pass, I am of course a part of the Fortnite crew, which means I get the battle pass regardless. And I get a thousand, uh, V bucks a month and the free skin every month. Um, because I enjoy the game and that's how I decide to, you know, spend my, my, my time with it. However, new characters show up in the store, which is presentable. They're presented, right? you can see them. If you want to buy them, they're there. They go away and you don't know when they're going to come back. Previous to that, back in the day in old battle passes, when you would buy a battle pass and let's just say you're at level, it's a hundred, hundred level battle pass. You get to level 70, but if you want to get the skin that you want, they put it at the higher level. So they'll put it at like a level 190 or whatever. So let's just say John wick, right? John wick was like a level 100 skin. Well, I didn't finish the battle pass that season, so therefore I am out of luck when it comes to getting John Wick, even though I paid for the battle pass at that point. So those skins are locked in. Like people that did the Marvel um, season, they can't get uh, Wolverine because it was a you know a special thing you can get at the time. You can't get uh, the Deadpool skin because it was tied to that battle pass. Now, unless, of course, they rectify this in the future, which I think Halo is actually going to bring on that change when it comes to buying battle passes where... No matter what, you could still unlock things in the old battle passes if you purchase them. So I think that's going to be the way to do it. That's where I'm caveating them. It's like, to me, it's like it forces people the incentive to buy them and then try to grind to like get it. And the only way to grind to get levels in the original Fortnite was to buy battle pass stars to like level yourself up. So they, they definitely de-incentivize that um, this time around with this season, but still. I think that is a problem, and I really want that to be somewhat rectified. I really, like I said, I really praise Avengers for certain things. I think the marketplace is the smartest thing that I've seen. That's my general thoughts on all of this. Like, I can understand why certain games, like, for example, Fortnite, um, they make their money off of freaking, yeah. like, specifically game like, loot passes and the limited um, skins. Do I think they're definitely trouble especially for kids absolutely i think it's been like a like a literal thing that we've seen like at least once a month for the past decade if not more where you see like on the news oh this kid used a thousand dollars worth of their parents credit card because they were buying stuff for fortnite or they were doing things for league of legends or they were buying because league still exists mm -hmm. league still has those fucking skins that people mm -hmm. still buy on a regular basis and roblox is another one too roblox mm -hmm. is a huge one um i know for at least for myself for like a long time up until a certain point and i'm not going to talk about this on um, specifically stream but there was a game like a mobile game that i used to play and i would like buy like loot boxes and stuff for it specifically and like things to like get bonuses um I don't support them anymore, so I've stopped completely. Um, but it's... I'm an adult. I can do that because I'm an adult. I sure. literally use my own freaking money. I use my credit card and then cry at the end of the month when I look at it. But it's one of those things <laughs> where, like, I can do that because I'm an adult. And if they want to do things like loot boxes, like, kids, unless they're, like, I don't know. It's one of the... It's a very weird situation because it is, like, gambling. Or things like um, Genshin Online is a ma massive one for, like, loot boxes and, like, 
oh, I have to get the specific, like, five-star character and stuff like that. And so we, a lot of the free games, I understand they do that to make money, but it is also the double-edged sword of literally allowing kids to gamble. Mm -hmm. And also... I think one of... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, I was just going to say that, like, and it's the same thing for, like, if it, like, Fortnite and other games that you can get or that are free to play at this at the same time it's not okay for these kids to be spending a ton of money on it i don't know i think yeah. one of the uh, one of the things games can do to make it, it, it to still preserve that is if there's a way to like earn in game currency through playing the game where you can earn that currency and then spend it on things or use real money to acquire that in-game currency. Having that option is a really yeah. easy way yeah. to make it a little more friendly towards younger folks who yeah. don't have access to a card. I, so they still feel like they're participating yeah. in that ecosystem. See, I think the main problem with this whole loot box dilemma, with especially children, is not the fact that they're getting loot boxes themselves i think it mainly comes from the peer pressure of other people that they're playing with that causes these kids to spend so much money on these games like you have an exclusive skin in fortnite you're telling me you don't have the superman skin you're a fucking scrub kid that... like you're, you're you don't have you're still rocking the rookie skin how dare you you know what i mean it's shit like that that real and then kids will obviously go well i don't want to be a fucking scrub i want to be cool I'll spend. I'll ask mom for twenty dollars so I could buy this skin. It's that constant peer pressure, and it, it's it, making skins and stuff exclusive only to a certain time period is another another shady business practice in that same regard. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, guys, you don't you guys don't have the Superman skin right now. It's only for for a week. What are you gonna do afterward? You're not gonna get the skin like twenty dollars. You can you can that's too that's too you know the kid living in Beverly Hills that's fucking that's chump change that's what he gets every day you know what I mean but it's shit <laughs> like that that drives up uh, like people's credit cards and stuff like that and I know even as a kid I fucking I was super peer pressured into a bunch of shit I used to buy RuneScape Premium I didn't use half the shit RuneScape Premium even did but my friends had it and so I had to have it. and then. You know, stuff like Counter-Strike, where, like, if you remember, like, their private servers and stuff like that, again, you know, kids are very easily manipulated. You know how many kid admins that were paying $7 a month to be an admin in the server just so they can uh, kick and ban people? Like, it's it's crazy what, what kids will do to, to be accepted into these communities, especially in a community, like, in video games right now, where as soon as you hear a fucking squeaker kid, you kick them out. Mm -hmm. So every kid wants to be fucking cool right now. Um so they'll do anything they can to buy these skins. And that's what kind of sucks about online gaming right now for for anybody in general, because it's become more expensive. When we were growing up, it was you bought a game and the only thing you really ever had to worry about is a map pack here and there. That was really kind of about it. You didn't have the map pack. Of course, you were getting peer pressure into buying that map pack because you couldn't. I'm play. happy you brought that up because that was a similar thing in me, like where I had a, but the Halo map pack, right? It was a physical yeah. thing in the store that you could buy. Mm -hmm. And being going to school and like, oh, you don't have the maps? 
well then you can't play with us you know like it's it's you know shit like that so yeah Yeah, and those map packs are like 20 30 30 bucks depending on the game Mm -hmm. um given those are map packs those are like expansions to a game so i can kind of understand map packs that's not my problem here my problem is stuff that should already be in the game that you're leaving out so then you can sell it as piecemeal to customers later on that's what i don't like it's that idea of false scarcity like oh limited time so people feel pressure that they have to get it now that's a huge problem with the like false scarcity and the limited releases for digital project products like you can you can't run out like there's no reason you can always put it back on the store so there's no reason why like it doesn't cost you anything to keep it in your server it it, you obviously have to if you if people are loading these skins into the game there is there's somewhere in that server that knows this skin exists so there's no reason why somebody can't buy it like the fake the fake exclusivity thing is, is is annoying but then you got like um I don't, I don't know it's just it loot boxes in general i don't think are very good for games i feel like it's it, it's good for developers it's always been good for the developer side where they they're making money you know what i mean they make money off the game and then they make money off the off the microtransactions um i don't think in a game that costs 60 to 70 dollars nowadays has any right to have a microtransaction policy or any kind of policy where you have exclusive stuff that can only be bought if you or and only be gained if you buy something especially when you're paying for a game that's almost a hundred dollars nowadays um free to play you can as long as it's not pay to win i'm okay with it if you're doing that in your free to play model there can be some caveats but i don't like the exclusivity thing that some companies do where it's like you can only get this skin right now for ten dollars and an exclusive time you can't earn it in game can't do that most of the games i play you can technically earn those skins no matter what you do just by playing the game which i like if you can at least earn those skins by not paying any cent if you have to put a little bit more time and effort into the game that's fine that's how companies will have you engage with those games a little bit harder but if your idea of bringing people in is a ten dollar battle pass that i can only get those skins through those ten dollar battle passes and then having uh, exclusive skins that you can only get at a certain time with money. That's where I have a big problem because that is very predatory. Maybe not to you and me because we're adults who can who spend our money how we see fit, but to a kid who's getting harassed online or you know told like, hey, you know, hey, you're a scrub because you don't have X or Y. Uh, everybody wants to be the cool kid, so of course they're going to pay for it. But that's what companies want. They want you to have that feeling, you know what I mean? And that's the and that's the intent that I get from these companies when they do something like that, is that they want these kids to become more of like the whale audience, which is what, what these these uh these companies are are uh making these skins for the whale audience. People are gonna come in and spend their money, spend their money, spend their money over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. And we can go on with this conversation when in terms yeah. of talking about time savers and stuff that you can buy also in game like ubisoft games have those and it, it all the time or skips and skips, stuff like that yeah. for levels and stuff yeah it's it's shitty practices yeah um but i hope we get something along the lines here in the u.s for that i know that the u.s has been talking a lot about it. i guarantee you it's not because senators are sad that kids are being 
uh, are are losing money or they don't give. I don't think Sunders even give a shit about the kids. Uh, specifically, one of the things here uh, that was listed was uh, one of the senators said something about uh, kids racking up parents' credit cards, which is why I think the only reason why they even think about this is because they are starting to see their bills, and they're like, what is this fucking Fortnite shit? Why is it costing me $40 a month? No, I just... I uh, Yeah, I just want to say I, I agree with Sly. I think that they should do implement something, like, more time-based than actual, like... There could be the option for, like, buying things. Like, you can buy the loot boxes if you really wanted to, but having the option to, like, be able to earn it through, like, playing the game and, like, going through specific levels or doing whatever. There's a multitude of different games that use this, like, specific system where you, it's, like, it's either you spend a lot of time in the game or you just pay to win, which is literally the entire purpose. Mm -hmm. So having that option to, like, get in-game currency to be able to get the same things, it might just take you longer. And that means that you're still having people playing your freaking game for longer periods of time which means that you can add more ads if you really wanted to because some people just get those free ads and stuff like that mm-hmm. like there's just there's so many different things that they can do but yes i imagine it is a bunch of politicians that are seeing like tens of thousands of dollars worth of fortnite shit on their credit cards and they're now t- tired of it mm-hmm. also um it's another way to that for them to regulate video games of yeah. course, yeah. Anything we'd love to do. Yeah, anything to get the government involved. Um, I will say, yeah. my least favorite thing that people have ever done for skins is uh, sell cell phones, where you had to pay a thousand dollars to get a Fortnite skin. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck that. We have that skin. We do have that skin because we had access to cell phones at the time. <laughs> yeah, we could just go up to the cell phones and just <laughs> log into them. Um, but anyway, uh, on that note, uh, let's move on to our next article here. Uh, our next article comes from GameSpot's Matt Elfring. Yeah. Uh, Disney friend of, Plus. Friend of the show, what? I want to say. He's a friend of Friend mine. of the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Disney Plus hits 116 million subscribers. So, guys, our glorious rulers over at Disney have hit 116 million subscribers on their Disney Plus platform. I know some of us here are going through the whole Marvel saga through the platform. Are we excited to see what the platform has become? I didn't mean to become? be called out like this. I, I, um. I picked this specifically just because... I'll, I'll be real with you. I picked this specifically just because, one, it's a slow news week. Two, um, I know one of us is definitely going through all this stuff through Disney+, Plus, right? Because we, me and Mario went through it in the theaters. Yeah. So I, 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 it's... It, it, Oh, you're going through it all on Disney Plus, and then I know me and Mario also remember how many times Disney has tried this plat, this type of platform. I think this is, if I remember correctly, this is their fourth attempt at a at their own kind of closed platform that you had to pay for every month. Uh, Mario might remember this a little bit better because there was one on Hulu. I could be missing one. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. Right, there there was a lot of stuff of Disney stuff on Hulu, which they own. Mm. And then, uh, well, they own now. Yeah, they own now. There, there's definitely been attempts, but this is the first time it's like, hey, it's everything Disney, Marvel. It's like the Marvel's become its own conglomerate thing. Same thing as Pixar now, and of course, you know, uh, even National Geographic. Uh, and Canada apparently gets Star, which I'm very jealous of because it's all the it's all of the uh, Fox um, network movies and TV shows. So I'm so jealous. I would love to watch Die Hard on Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> good Christmas movie. Yeah, great Christmas movie. Yeah, I see it literally right here on my screen. I'm so jealous. Um, jealous. yeah, yeah. I think it's this platform has definitely benefited 
by all of the recent mass acquisitions with mm. having all the Star Wars, all the Marvel, all of the <laughs> the Disney Channel original movie stuff. Yes, because <laughs> before, yes. I remember about two years ago. I still... They still don't have another Cinderella story, which is literally my favorite movie, and they don't have it on Disney Plus, and I'm still mad about it. it. There's like I'm six Cinderella movies it. on the platform. It's, this, it's the dancing one with Selena Gomez. Oh, well. I'm sorry. Um, There's too many of them at this point. It's so good. Yeah, because I remember two years ago, this plat like Disney had their shit everywhere, right? They had like Marvel with Netflix. Um, they had some Marvel stuff in Hulu. Mm. They had Marvel stuff in ABC. Mm. And I want to say there's another network that they had as well, like just showing Marvel stuff as well. I, I don't remember. Uh, Freeform? The I'm pretty sure it was those three. Oh, Freeform, right. Yeah, Freeform. Yeah. So, so they had shit everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, because Agent Carter was ABC. And Inhumans. then the Netflix shows. <laughs> And then the Hulu shows, and then the Freeform shows. Yes, yeah. So yeah. they were they were piecing so they their shit up everywhere, everywhere. Um, and that meant like if you wanted to watch these different shows, you had to either download Hulu and download that, download this, download like you had to go through a lot of a lot of hoops to watch a lot of these shows, which is why a lot of them I feel like were kind of canned really early because who the fuck wants to download an ABC app to watch Inhumans or something like that? You know what I mean? But. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy how they've kind of took everything. They said, okay, all our contracts are up. Scoop everything up. Hell, even Star Wars, I think, was in some random place at the time. They were on Netflix. Uh, yeah, they were on yeah, Netflix. On so Netflix. they scooped them all up, put them on a platform. And I remember they did this one time. They tried this one one before. And I think they didn't have anything Marvel. They didn't have anything mature on it, if I remember yeah. correctly. It was all kid stuff. Uh, anything under PG thirteen was on there. I oh, think even Star yeah. Wars was on there. It was the Disney. You remember it this. was just Disney. It was just Disney. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't called Disney Plus. It was there, just called Di- were, the Disney app. There were two. There's yeah. Disney for Disney Channel. Disney now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which was like all the Disney Channel stuff, and then there was the kids Disney version of like all the kids shows. Yeah. Like, That's why I said that. I think there's like four iterations of this app before Roly Poly Oli. Yeah. Uh, and then you know now we got Disney Plus, and I think the platform is really good. Um. Albeit um, uh, a little shady in its business practices with how it's paying their actors and actresses. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> um, which we'll talk a about in a bit. minute. Yeah. It's but, not like um, they have a lawsuit going on or Yeah, they have, or multiple uh, yeah. ones, maybe multiple. with Emma Stone. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at least the, I know the uh, in, in an earnings call, uh, Bob Chapink, Chapink, I don't know how to say his name, yeah, uh, Chapink, in an earnings call said that the movies will be premiered on the platform on a case-by-case basis, which we'll get to in a, in a, in a, in a little bit as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what do we think about Disney Plus, I mean, in general? Like, do we like this platform? Do we... I, personally, I adore what they've done with Disney Plus, especially with the documentary side of everything. I am a huge closeted Disney fan all the way because I remember when I was a child my Why closeted only because I'm not so I'm not like I'm not talking about sort of the no, stone, he doesn't talk about it often like Black Cauldron and I don't talk about like you know Fox and the Hound like I don't talk about those films as often as I do or even like 
Zorro, the Mask of Zorro on the original channel. Like I used to watch all the time. Uh, the Disney Channel, uh, Mikey Mouse Club, like so weird. Like I don't talk about them as often as I want to. Like the Jersey is probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite things, and I think it's on Disney Plus now. Finally, I'm not sure, but uh, I, I have a huge history with Disney. I just don't talk about it as often. So when it comes to like the parks and stuff like that, I'm fascinated by. I'm fascinated about the history of Walt Disney, even if there's some not so great aspects as well. Uh, <laughs> but there is so much love and care that goes on in those parks that I fall into the magic. So getting to watch um, the first documentary, which was the Imaginarium, which was breaking down the different parks as they were being developed and watching like me just dreaming about going to like Tokyo Disney or to Disney Sea or, you know, a Disney Paris. Um, the ideas of how they were built and how they were designed and the people behind it and uh, their connections to like Star Wars and the Jungle Cruise and like all, all this type of stuff like I, I live for that shit, and um, Disney has been a platform for me in that aspect. It also has Marvel and Star Wars, <laughs> which is really huge because this is the first major platform that Star Wars uh, oh, yeah. 4, 5, and 6 has ever been on. 1, 2, and 3 have sporadically appeared on things, but 4, 5, and 6 being a home for it, this is the first time I think they've ever been. And to have it all centralized in the way that they do between the four brands, <coughs> I think is fantastic. And yeah, I do love it. I do agree with you. Shady practices. Not everything's also on there. And not, not to mention the fact that this thing with, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson getting kind of getting screwed over and Emma Stone in some aspects without them even negotiating contract changes. Think of the reason why they're not doing Shang-Chi, which I, I know we have it at one of our articles uh, with a quickie review, but it's important here too, how they're not going to have it on the Disney Plus platform because they don't want another lawsuit. <laughs> like they're going to go with yeah. right there. But screwing them over yeah, because the it's in the pandemic. Like, we could well, talk yeah, about that first well, thing, too, since it is relevant here. Uh, that Shang-Chi will only debut in theaters despite COVID surges. This comes from IGN's Rebecca Valentine. Yeah. But go ahead, continue. I think it's important to note that the problem with these contracts is that the actor contracts are only through Marvel. Like, they're only in negotiations with Marvel, and Disney's not a part of that conversation. Mm -hmm. So when Disney got involved with that and violated the contract, it got complicated because the contract was negotiated with Marvel, and then Disney's organizing uh, distribution, Mm -hmm. but violating the already agreed terms with Marvel. So it's way too much legal mumbo jumbo it goes over my head but like definitely that's very interesting to see how that's gonna play out yeah Yeah. but uh good for disney um they they were at 57 million at the end of 2020 they're up a shitload and that could probably be attributed to them rolling the platform out to asian countries um there's a lot of people there a lot of subscribers uh, but on that note, uh, I'm glad for you, Disney. Good for you. Pay your fucking actors, you idiots. Uh, <laughs> on our next topic here, I'm actually going to hand it over to Fee because Fee remembered this. I, I saw this a few days ago, but I completely forgot about it. And for some reason, nobody else is talking about it. But uh, go ahead, Fee, because this is actually pretty big. This is not just big. This is actually a massive move. Um, this week, it's, it, it's a big D move. It's a fucking... It's uh, it's absolutely obs- yeah. obscene. Um, fi- uh, Funimation of fi- big Titan attack on Titan. Uh, 
No, not. Do they have penises? Kind of... Okay, continue. No, they don't. No, but continue. Funimation officially acquires anime streaming service Crunchyroll <laughs> for one point one seven five billion dollars. I thought it was one bit. I was thought it was one point one seventy seven Bitcoin. <laughs> So, this is absolutely insane. This article comes from... Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. Steals were big than Bitcoin now. Fucking Sony exec just pulls up with one Bitcoin, just puts that shit on the table, just like, give me that crunchy roll, bitch. All right. So oh, done. Jesus Christ. Anyway, if you continue, no shows at the docks. You know, you get your cut, I get my cut. You get forty, I get sixty. Okay, Leo. Oh my God! Um, this comes from um, DM Moore over at Polygon on Wednesday. Sony Pictures Entertainment um, Incorporated announced that AT and T and Warner Media agreed to sell Crunchyroll to Funimation. Through um, though. There had been rumblings of the um, acquisition for a few weeks. It wasn't clear just how um, the deal would go down or if it would at all. The purchase price of the transaction was estimated uh, by Sony to be $1.175 billion. They make that sound so shady. Like yep. We had no idea the deal was going What's down at all. Bitcoin. No. It's, what, it's That's definitely not. Bitcoin. not Oh my god. What's the of Bitcoin right now? What's the Bitcoin? 1.75 No, but the reason I say this is a very big dick move is because Sony could do so much with this acquisition. Yeah. I'm sure Fee, Fee has tons tons of ideas how this could go down. This is absolutely like honestly, Plus. like when it comes to anime, this is like the biggest like this is the big biggest dick dickest. Move. This is the, the big dick energy <laughs> anime move that they could specifically do in this. Like, honestly, like, you're taking two of the massive, like, and I'm not trying to do any, like, wordplay, but these are, like, two massive titans when it comes to bringing anime to the West. And you're combining the two together and having this. And this is actually, I wish I remember the person who uh, mentioned this on um, TikTok was the fact that, like, them coming together isn't just about like bringing anime over which is great it's also to combat things like pirating and stuff like that so everyone has like one specific place to go to mm. there has been um, like a number of people in the past where what would happen is they would either have fun as um frank has witnessed me um when we watch um, anime as we go between um crunchyroll and funimation depending on what the show is depending on which one had the licensing, which one had the um, agreements and stuff like that. And so bringing them all together is actually really great. Um, and this also allows things for things like extra dubs, more stream casting and stuff like that, which allows a lot more people to be able to access um, anime, um, depending. Um, but when it comes to um, more information from the CRO of Warner Media, um, Tony Gronkowski? gone Kels, i apologize sir um the crunchyroll team has done an extraordinary job of not only growing crunchyroll brand but also building a passionate community of anime fans crunchyroll success um crunchyroll's success is um is a direct result of the company's culture and committed um commitment to their fans crunchyroll started as a bunch of people who were just fans of anime and then just bringing it up and creating this massive streaming service um, and so having this ability to combine the two is actually really exciting and i'm very excited to see what they do moving forward 
um, because having a one-stop shop, yes, there's things like Netflix that currently has Beastars. Um, yeah, enjoy Beast that one. Beastars. Beastars. Woo! Um, Ooh, Beastars! <laughs> Beastars! Um, are we talking about Sexy Beast, that dating show of people dressed up like animals? No. No, we are talking about a essentially a adult version of Zootopia. Oh, boy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Most anime Zootopia. Rule 34. <laughs> Fucking Zootopia. I mean... Um, it's about a wolf um, man and a bunny girl, so... Fair enough. There um, you go. Anyway, um, this is absolutely obscene and this was actually some people had rumblings of this because we've seen certain like shows actually go over to sony um such as um fade um which is a series that they had they had a 30-day exclusivity um and so this just makes me very happy because this might yeah. actually like i wouldn't even mind spending in like an extra five dollars a month on Funimation, if that meant that I get everything from Crunchyroll as well. Yeah. So my uh... that's, so that's that's what I thought on the business end of this. Whereas I think this could be added to PlayStation yeah. Plus. Uh, it could be maybe even like a little like five dollars extra. You get Crunchyroll added to your PlayStation Plus subscription. The the main thing I was thinking of, and they, if 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 we remember correctly, because we put it was on the podcast a while back. Sony was buying up. A or starting a partnership with an animation studio as well. Yeah. Um, Sony seems to be doing a lot of cool things within the anime sphere. Um, they they're definitely doubling down, uh, obviously on anime as a company. Um, mainly probably just to get all like the revenue they can possibly get from any media. Of course, Sony has music. Sony has games. Sony has now now has a lot of anime. I could definitely see a lot of more anime focused games coming out on playstation because of this um because if your anime is on a platform owned by sony there's a very good chance that sony's also going to offer you a deal to have their game your game or something like that exclusively on their platform as well with playstation or something like that um so i think we'll be seeing a lot more localized games especially with anime uh things on them because if you're buying a company called a company like crunchyroll for a billion dollars you as a company have to realize how important anime is in the u.s or any of these countries here that isn't japan because before it could be argued that it wasn't as popular but a billion dollars is a lot of money so yeah. sony must know that the u.s and canada uh, the uk must be looking at anime because who's going to pay a billion dollars for a company nobody's gonna gonna watch right well sony has been kind of sitting pretty with anime in some regard because they had the streaming um the actual um studio um anime Plix, um who if you aren't aware of that specific studio um they're the people who made um sword art online um so they are already sitting quite pretty when it comes to the anime scene so having the ability like just adding more to them because right now to kind of give some context they like Gosh, what are the shows that um, because Crunchyroll has so many right now. I know that they have Doctor Stone. They have um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Promise have... Neverland, Food Wars, God High School, ReZero, Berserk, Full Metal Alchemist, Hunter X Hunter. I'm well, look, a number of the... I'm staring oh. at it. I'm staring at it because the reason why I want ever, to talk about it. Have you ever seen an anime called CD Mario? No, I have not. Um, but. The reason why I'm actually sad about this is because they've added this actually to HBO Max. 
and it probably is going to be leaving now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I was, it was weird that Jujutsu Kaisen was even on HBO Max. In yeah, the first well, place. they have a section called Crunchyroll. So that's, really? that's why. I'm look- I didn't see it called Crunchyroll. I just called I'm looking, it anime. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking at it right now, and uh, it's, you know, it's sucks. Well, for me, it benefits me. No, of course. My, my thing, my thing, and hopefully, and hopefully, this is the reason why I was paranoid about it was yeah. because hopefully, if it does become a part of like a PlayStation Plus, then I'm okay. It's the fact that I would have to buy yet another service. I was hoping that it would be conglomerated into something like like well, a HBO Max, like kind of how I have it now, where I could check it out if I wanted to. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. it's just a matter of like. It depends on what rights they have and what specific things they'll do moving forward. If Sony decides to pull out, then that would be on Sony. I don't know what Sony and HBO, like their partnership is. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it definitely opens a lot of doors for Crunchyroll, um, which hopefully that means that they put a lot more um, focus on it um, and that they, because it's definitely yeah. not a small, like, genre right now it's actually becoming way more massive than it originally was especially over the pandemic we see more and more people watching anime now than ever before and especially with things like tiktok where they've been showing things of like (laughs) people there's a whole anime side of tiktok guys and a lot of the bigger tiktokers are just like yeah i watch anime or you see a bunch of like hollywood actors good example on michael b jordan when he can he talks about anime interviews like he Mm, when he can so we're seeing a lot more like when i was in high school you don't fucking talk about anime oh yeah yeah you're you're bullied for that shit you're a big nerd if you but now fucking nerd did you see jujutsu kaisen last week like that's absolutely still to this day still very confusing to me that it's so socially accepted which i'm very happy it is don't get me wrong like you watch the new episode of the testament of the sister new devil I did. I have. I know you didn't. <laughs> no, if I was in school, <laughs> <laughs> if I was in school, I'd be like, because ah. I've seen that. I, I've seen that show. I've seen that. So you, you somehow picked the most perverted one out of all of no, them. No, I picked the I one mean, with I'm the longest shocked. title. I you literally picked, picked the, the one. Title. You literally picked the one. I, I'm pretty sure that's the one I'm thinking of, where like the guy just gets powers by groping people. High school father suddenly remarried. Well, it doesn't tell me, but it looks Christ. sexy. Anyways, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm this is the this, one. Yeah, I'm gonna get that off the screen. So, anyway. um, yeah. You, <laughs> if Mario wasn't hosting the show, I would boot him out of the channel. Oh my god, no! I mean, it's consensual groping. They, 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 they love it. I didn't say I watched it. I did, it was a joke. It was a bit. <laughs> it was a bit. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations, way, anime! You win. Finally, we gotta win. Anime, anime's always been winning. I mean, yeah, but now we're even more winning, so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at least in the past couple of years, anime's just been taking a straight dub for years. It yeah. just keeps yeah. growing. Yeah. Well, even, like, a minor stumble for that Death Note movie, but other than that, we're good. Well, we don't That's talk about anime. that because that was Netflix. That was Netflix. Anime. That's U.S. bullshit. Um, <laughs> no, like we saw things like this year, like um, dub. They had... The very first, like, I mean, one of the biggest, like, specific animes that people know about is um, Fruit Basket when it comes to, like, any sort of, like, Dojin or, like, spe- not Dojin, my God, um, specifically, <laughs> like, um, oh, that's a whole oh, other thing. That's, um, uh, no, moving on. Um, we're not talking about that. Um, no, when we, like, specifically when it comes to, like, when you think of, like, romance anime, one of the very first ones that you think of is Fruits Basket. And this, um, like, 
the first episode of the last season was dubbed first and was released and dubbed and then it was in um, sub which I'm not here to have an argument about sub versus dub because quite honestly if I don't have my glasses on I'm gonna watch an anime and dub guys I'm sorry I'm blind as a bat I can't read subtitles when I have my glasses off but like they're doing a lot better now so seeing Tori of the Explorer is the best anime. Oh my god, Nardog. I can't that's, that's Mexican anime right now. That's but Mexican on, anime. On, <laughs> no, we're gonna, on that note, we're going to move through the tidbits really quick. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Remaster Trilogy released uh, for release this year. This comes from Game Rant's Dalton Cooper. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's not going to be a carbon copy. It's going to have some new elements in it. Uh, a new UI for the games. So instead yeah. of like the same heard- boring old UI, it's going to be an overhaul in many ways, but not like the, in the same it, way as like a Dead sense? Space Remaster. Like in the Mafia sense? or I don't like, think they're going to do it that way. I, it's going to have new... It's going to be the same... It's going to be the same with just new elements added. So Weird. we don't know if it's going it, to... It's going to have some things like probably retextured in uh, Unreal Engine, but I don't think it's going, going to be a full remake remake. Like but, we're but thinking like, with... But like, like, I don't think with the, I don't think that, that type of remake. Not like it's Crash Bandicoot or Spyro? It's just going to be like quality game? of life remakes. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, like if you remember, Grand Theft Auto Three has a problem with uh, with uh, frames when you're going too high of a frame rate. Sure, sure. And it has a if you if you've played Grand Theft Auto Three on a PlayStation Two, you know what exactly what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That stuff needs to be addressed and fixed for a PC version. Same thing with Grand Theft Auto uh, Vice City. There's a lot of uh, ghosting there and stuff like that. Yeah. That needs to be fixed for fixed for a new generation. But uh, we'll see when they actually gets announced because this is all speculation still. It's still a, a leak. Uh, which I don't think it's going it, to. We'll, we'll probably see it. Soon. To see, yeah, I'll be excited to see details when that comes out. Because yeah. I know that's a, a game that's so Ow. pervasive throughout video game oh. like culture yeah. that a lot of people missed out on. So I'm excited for it to come back and for people to get to experience it. Actual so classics. I'm excited to hear the actual release. My only fear is that the soundtrack will be fucked up with again. Yes, it will um, always be fucked up because yeah. of shady ass fucking corporations. Like but anyway, that. no, no licensing uh, really is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to want more money. And it, it's yeah. shady prison practices. But anyway, uh, our next article comes from Kotaku's Ian Walker. Um, Idris Elba teases Knuckles' role in Sonic the Movie sequel. I don't give a shit. I'm so fucking sick of seeing the same five people. I can give a shit if Idris Elba's <laughs> in it. I just saw him in Suicide Squad like a week ago, and Knuckles then I saw Steve, him. Baby, let's go! Like, stop hiring the same five people. Hire new people. Uh, if you watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I guess this is cool for you. It's a great movie. It's a solid movie. Is, I'm sure. I mean, Idris Elba is great though. Idris Elba is a cool Listen, guy. Don't get me wrong. Idris Elba, but I've seen him so often this week. He's in fucking. He's in the Wire. You, it's because you watch The Wire. He's in, he's you, in Suicide Squad. That is on you, dude. Like, I'm so sick of seeing this fucking these fucking guys. That Same thing with John you. Cena. I'm so fucking sick of seeing John Cena. That's on you. That's on you, dude. I'm so sick of it. To hire new people. Well, that's. Oh, Knuckles is black confirmed. That's all that matters. Shout out to Cameron Hawkins. No. Woo. I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah, so if you're if you're a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, I guess this is. Uh, so and then our last article is going to be PC see. Gamers Tyler Wild, uh, Nine Inch Nails guitarist and Spec Ops the Line director team up to make a cosmic horror game. Um, I don't think and, and you guys studio. realize how big this is. And studio Spec Ops, Spec Ops the Line was probably one of the best written games of all time, especially in like the 
the the mental disorder kind of like it, it was way different from the regular run of the mill shooter. So him and um uh some I guess the guitarists from Nine Inch Nails are gonna make some crazy fucking game. They're doing a studio had, too, so they're gonna make yeah, multiple that, of these bad boys. That game had a lot of metaphysical uh ideas in it. Um this game will probably blow your fucking mind in some way, or it will suck. If it ever comes out, we never know. We'll find out. Uh, we won't know until it does Great. come out. But hopefully, I am going to. We'll <laughs> hopefully, it is better than abandoned. Which, yeah, let's quick. We can quick talk about that for like five minutes. That's that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this studio, by the way, this blue box studio thing. I really do think these guys are just fucking who got some Sony this time because there is evidence that they have done this more than once. They yes. have done this many times. They have tried to. They have teased a game, got money funded, and just dipped, and then did it again, and then just dipped, and then did it again, and then just. I think they did this five times. Yeah. So uh, screw you. Uh, eat a dick, and you wasted my time. We'll never yeah, talk no. about you ever again. Fuck you, Blue Box Studios. I, I don't can, care. I can care less. I don't you, care. You, you you dug your own grave when you when it comes to people harassing you about Silent, Hill because you are constantly fucking teasing the fan base as if this game is silent hell and it's not um but on that note i'm going to hand it over to sly here for the pitch and go send it out the pitch there you go uh (laughs) i'm sorry i love the jump and every time i see it it reminds me of the jump and it makes me happy so you have to put it up with it deal with it (laughs) go ahead uh welcome to the pitch Uh, Today, I'm going to talk to you about uh, a little movie that released yesterday called CODA. Uh, If you don't know what CODA stands for, it's Child of a Deaf Adult. And so this is a movie that was produced by Apple TV. And it's streaming in select... It's streaming and in select theaters uh, across the U.S. this week. Um, And... Everybody needs to see this movie. I don't care what kind of movies you like. I don't I don't care. If you consider me as a person who is in your life, you're listening to this podcast, you're on this podcast, which means I am a part of your life. You need to watch this movie. Um so basically it's the story of a deaf family where the parents are deaf, the older brother is deaf, and the younger daughter is hearing. She's a coda. And it's about their story of like her growing up being the interpreter for the family, et cetera, et cetera. And just seeing them grow as a family. And it's, you know, a great story, great representation. It's the like only time I've ever really seen a majority deaf cast in a major movie. Hmm. Like ever. And so that's incredible. Like, that's such a great achievement. And I think that's really great. I will say the movie is not perfect by any means. And it's really important to me as a person to celebrate inclusion and representation, but also be critical of it. Because just because we're included or represented doesn't mean it's perfect and doesn't mean there's room to grow. Uh, in the year of our Lord 2021, being included is the bare minimum. And, and we can do better than that, right? Like, we don't want bare minimum here. 
So I have three critiques of the movie in general that I want to give hearing people before they watch this movie. Like before you go in, no spoilers. Three things I want to point out that you should be looking for when you're watching this movie. Okay. Uh, one of the themes in the movie that's kind of implied is this idea of deaf incompetence of needing to rely on a hearing person to interact with the world which is totally the fault of the story i know the deaf actors probably made this movie the best they could but those themes are just so common within just hearing culture that you know the story's written by a hearing person so it appears and I'm not going to say that's a good or a bad thing, but it's something to think about and to recognize when you're watching this movie is that seeing those themes and how the deaf characters are represented, it's important to interrogate that and come to your own conclusion. Um, another note is the actor for Ruby, the character who's a coda, is not played by a coda, which is a choice. Um, I get that they probably casted her based on her voice, but it's really disappointing to see a character in a role who's supposed to be, you know, very ingrained in deaf culture and uh, signing ASL as their first language, but the actor is obviously had no exposure to ASL before being in this role. And so you'll notice that her signing's kind of awkward. Like, none of it's wrong. She obviously worked with the the ASL masters a lot on this film. Uh, but it's just awkward. It's not, it's not fluid. Which, if you grew up with all deaf family, you would be a good signer. Like, so th that was something that broke the suspension of disbelief a little bit for me. And it's really disappointing that we didn't get to see... Uh, a coda in that role or even somebody who had previous ASL experience uh, and my final my final critique of this movie is it perpetuates this idea that deaf people don't enjoy music which is so absurd that it's comical to me because there are so many talented deaf musicians like i've played music all my life like you have wonderful musicians like sean forbes and wawa who are making great music like deaf people like music and so it just cracks me up that like this is still a common thought and common belief and you see that in the movie that there's some of this idea that like deaf people don't enjoy music which I'm sure there's plenty of deaf people who totally identify with how the relationship to music is portrayed, but most of the deaf people I know, and myself included, we love music. So that's a, a little bit of uh, something to think about. But this movie is great. Uh, Daniel Durant is one of my favorite actors. He's in this. He's phenomenal. I love him. He's so expressive. His phrasing is just gorgeous incredible and one of the coolest things that blows my mind is they were able to secure 
the fact that every single showing of this movie in a theater is being played with open captions, which means that the captions are just imprinted on the screen. And this is such a huge accomplishment. This is such a win for the deaf community because, I mean, I, I like going to the movies, but it's kind of a pain in the ass. You have, like, either caption boxes that are yeah. super awkward and they like fit in they take up your I want to talk uh, to you about that. I used to work I used to work awkward. at the movie theater and we would have to give those devices out and it seemed not ideal especially since yeah it goes into the cup holder, right? And uh, there's some where you can use it as a cup holder and but it's a pain yeah. and they don't always work sometimes the captions aren't turned on for the theater you're in. Mm -hmm. And so then the movie starts and you're like a couple minutes into the movie and the captions haven't started. And then you have to leave and talk to people to get them turned on. And it's just such a pain. So the fact that the actors were able to use their platform, use their exposure in this film to advocate for every single screening to be open captioned is incredible it's exactly what i wish happened with a quiet place one because i know a lot of folks went into that movie thinking the entire movie is signing we don't need captioning devices and then there's that one scene in the waterfall where it's all talking no signing and so many people were left out because it was advertised as you know having ASL throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And so I was really excited to see this. Such a huge win. The fact that more theaters are doing open captions is just so incredible. No, that's... So that's my spiel. No, that's 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 good because, I mean, there's definitely, um, you know, things given for people who, with other languages as well, um, that that device be uses for... And then there are certain times where movies that are from other countries, like India is huge in the movie theaters industry, where they'll have the captions on the screen um, for some of the movies that I've seen um, when I used to work at the movie theater. And yeah, I also have been the one that's given people those devices um, in the movie theater, and they're just really not ideal. So for them to be projected actually on the screen is really great. And I do agree with you uh, when it comes to A Quiet Place, where <laughs> everything is pretty much signed, and then there's that one scene <laughs> where it's just them talking, and then... One scene, and that was so frustrating. It's like, and it's, yeah. an, it's an important so, scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just I want everybody to watch this movie, and it it's you know a coming of age family story, and that's not everybody's jam, but I think it's really important to bettering ourselves as humans and learning other perspectives and seeing stories from cultures outside our own. So I want all of my friends who aren't involved in my culture to see this movie and learn a little bit more about it. And I, it's a good movie too. So like, that's a bonus. <laughs> so I've actually been getting emails about this movie for a couple of weeks now. They're about f actually free screenings. And the only reason why I didn't go was because I thought that the actual like, 
they, they didn't give you much information because it's a private thing. You're not supposed to like know about the movie. It was like a like a you know secret screening or whatever it was. But they just show an image of a family, and that's it. To me, it was just plain Jane, just like super like. And then when you look at the film, I mean, there's definitely characters that that are definitely that dynamic that I watched in the trailer. I showed the trailer off while you were speaking. And I just wish that <laughs> that I, I even had this piece of information in the first place. And I would because I had no idea what the film was about, the fact of the title. And I wish that the marketing, at least, that I've seen was a little bit more expressive for that. Luckily, now having you, you speak that to me and then I watch the, the trailer, I have more context. So now I understand more. I definitely hope that this is an opportunity for people to take a look and see this. Um, yeah. You know, um, it is on the Apple TV service. I saw it today when I was watching Ted Lasso. So for everyone, if you have an iPhone and you haven't tracked in on your free subscription, it is there available to you. Or if you're looking to upgrade this summer or upgrade, uh, what was it, in uh, October, you'll get another chance and you'll be able to watch this film too because you'll get a free subscription. So definitely use those. If not, it's $10. Yeah, and you get Ted you Lasso. To see a screening, um, I know it's in select select cities, uh, so it's a pretty limited screening. If you have the chance, I don't. There's no one near me, but definitely if you have the chance to see it in theaters, I would definitely recommend it. Mm -hmm. But if not, it's it's on Apple TV Plus, so yeah, anybody can have that free trial. Steal Apple's money; they certainly have plenty of it. Yes, and then yeah. after watch Ted Lasso, it's a fantastic show. <laughs> yeah wonderful so thank you for that that was my the pitch <laughs> that was the ted talk <laughs> yes this is your ted that talk, was my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming to my ted talk <laughs> it definitely looks like a movie that i'd be interested in watching um hopefully it comes to other streaming platforms um i did yes go to cineplex like i went to the cineplex website which is like the place that we watch movies i don't know what it's called there i know you guys have like elmo and stuff like that but um yeah it's not available anywhere in atlantic canada which is incredibly unfortunate um so hopefully because quite honestly it looks like a freaking town in nova scotia because it's a fucking fishing family which like shocker that's a lot of what nova scotia is um, so I am pretty shocked that we don't have it. Um, I know that we're a small province, but come on. Like, I'm surprised that we didn't just jump ship and like specifically say like, we need to specifically have this, um, because they even have things like a fishery board I saw in the trailer, which is <laughs> something that, um, our province is very familiar with. Um, even though sometimes they make really bad calls and they're really dumb and I have no more comments on that one. Um, especially with what happened last year. Um, but um, no, I'll definitely check it out when I do have access to it. Um, I am one of the few of this podcast that does not have access to um, an Apple device. Shocking. I also don't. I'm. Oh, yeah, yeah. you don't have a fucking Apple device. So, yeah, yeah, I'll see if I can definitely. And let's see. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out Apple TV. Is Apple TV not available in Canada? Uh. That's a great question. The Canada. The Canada. Not just Canada, the Canada. That's a very good question. If so, I can start a free trial. Let's see. I'm good. You know what, guys? While we're on the podcast, I'm going to see if I can sign, um, set up for a free trial. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll continue um, doing what we're doing. Okay. I'm going to figure out if I can do this, though. Yeah, can't wait for the Canada sequel, the Canada. The Canada. <laughs> the Canada. Oh, can I have to make a free Canada 2. Yeah. Canada 2. <laughs> the Canada. <laughs> I mean, it's like I got the same jokes. And on that. Canada 2. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Boogaloo. Thank you, Sly, for recommending Coda. I'll definitely give it a shot. Uh, I have I have been watching a lot of Apple TV lately, and I have now now that I have more context, I'll definitely check out the film. Um, moving on, oh, fucker. To the okay, all right. My cat, my cat just like <laughs> scratched my leg as she's like laying on my leg. Oh my god, fucker! I just love the out of context exclamation. <laughs> oh fucker! <laughs> She's right here. She's just like she's just scratching at my leg. I don't I don't know why. She's right here. All right. Moving on and oh, going into the end. We need a cat cam for sure. Moving on into the last portion of the of the episode. Talking about listener questions here. Uh I actually did see some in the chat, so I do want to point them out, but do we have any main ones that we uh need to get through? Let's get through the list. I got one from Kate. Yeah, we got one. From that's Kate. the one. Yeah, that's the one I love. <laughs> so I'm excited okay, for that. We one. can we can go over that. We can one. Do both of these. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want to do Fee first, or do you want to do Kate first? Let's do Kate first. I would like to do. Okay. So Kate Rose, who was in the chat earlier, Kate Rose ninety two. If y'all were professional wrestlers, what would your names be? Mexican sausage. <laughs> I will also caveat this question and add, what is your special move? What is your finisher? The case of Fondito. <laughs> or oh. a rapper. Oh my god! He's got him off the top ropes with the case of Fondito! <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah, exactly. The Mexican sausage tricks again. <laughs> oh, you don't want to mess with his chorizo punches. <laughs> oh. Well... All my moves are just chorizo dishes. <laughs> Fiona, you had a finger up? <laughs> no, I'm just getting mad at Apple because they don't apparently want my money. Oh, I boo. got a weird, <laughs> I got a very weird error. Um, if someone can help me, I'm getting M-Z-D-S-E-ception. Oh, oh no, uh, sorry. Actually, no, I, 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 I'm actually an Apple developer. I can tell you this. Um, okay. In the notes here for that, that, that info code, it just says yeah. fuck Canada. Oh, thank you. I'm really I, it. it says the request cannot be processed at this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it just in my notes here for that for that no, error no, code, no, no. it just says fuck Canada. I don't know. Fuck Canada. I'm very offended. <laughs> I'm, okay, I clicked on it again. Hey, do you want my login? Yeah, I would like your login because you know what? This is BS, Apple. I tried. I tried to give you my money. I could. I could maybe it. add you as my family to my I'm, account. Sure, that'd be great. There I'm just go. very upset with Apple. Like, why? Why do you hate us? Is, okay, mean, you know what? Maybe I should have googled me? this first. Stars, you know? Is maybe. Apple Plus in Canada? is is Canada uh, <laughs> is Apple Plus? Does Apple Plus hate Canada? Is Fiona's Dude. special move the Google Apple Plus Smasher? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! First of all, what the fuck? Secondly, um, I want to my while well, Fee's figuring this out. My second wrestling name will be the Weeb, and all of my all of my moves are just <laughs> anime finishers. But I want to be like, if I'm going to be the weeb, I have to be like the fucking epitome of weeb, like straight up, like super overweight, neck beard, fucking um, doesn't doesn't shower. God, uh, <laughs> can you please be dressed up as Yuffie? <laughs> dressed up as an anime character that I have no right to be dressed up as. Um, It'll be great. It'll be the new Yokozuna <laughs> wrestling. Fantastic. I will, I will uh, like shitty anime gear, like that shit you see on Amazon for like twenty bucks. Oh my god, the headband and everything. Yes, the, yes. the headband. Run out like Naruto. Jesus yeah. Christ. I will love it. All right, cool. Shout <laughs> out to my catchphrase would be like, to pick all of our 
professional wrestler name. My catchphrase for that will be, I have the power of God and anime on my side as I twirl a katana around. <laughs> I love that you're a Jesus freak that loves anime. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. The character has to be Christian in some way. That's the best part. Oh, my God. Sly, save us. What is your wrestler name? I'm not going to save it at all. I feel like I would be the kind of person who, if I was a professional wrestler, I would make my name some version of, like, a slur to make everybody uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I feel like that's the vibe I'm going for. Oh, my God. You You do very well at ECW. Uh (laughs) Some, like... Some iteration of like uh, uh, content warning for the F slur. Some iteration of like the word faggot within the name to make everybody uncomfortable because that's the vibe I'm going for. That's one. That's that's one way to have nobody. I guess you win because nobody would fight you. It would be a I don't even think I don't even think oh anybody would even So slide there was in the nine in the early 2000s right when it was right after the attitude era where everyone was like super naughty and super bad there was actually a PC group where everyone was wearing just black slacks white shirts and they were all uptight and they were literally like anti they were just straight PC like Got the like the Godfather who was who had a hoe train right? He had oh, a hoe, I love that. He had a hoe train. They 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 reformed him. He became the good father, and he was no more about the hoes. Like it was so it was so good, so good. Incredible. Yes, wrestling is it could be anything you want it to be, and that's why I love it. Fiona, what is your wrestling name? And it better not be the Weeb because I swear to God, I've already taken it. I've already copyrighted it. I to me, my I've already I'm emailed. Pitching, I've already emailed Vince McMahon. I picture Fiona coming out dressed up as a, like a, a like an otter. <laughs> just oh my god, I love that. Just a tail. otter whisperer. To just a honest, tail. Guys, I don't know if you understand how freaking like. Yes, otters are adorable. But otters are they vicious. will fuck your shit up. That's what. That's what I'm saying. Every other descendant, like anyone in your like future family, now descend. Yeah. They They'll make sure they cut off that fucking bloodline. Yeah, they will take out your bloodline, and they will look for vengeance. They yeah. specifically, like, okay, to kind of give you a heads up, some cute things that otters do when they're This is not about play, wrestling, all right? No, just wait. No, just wait. Wait. Okay. When there is a, ba- like, some otters, what they'll do is they'll do really cute things, like wrap themselves up in um, kelp so they don't float away. Do you know what some otters do? They fuck that shit up. They rip the um, actual kelp away. So these otters just float out to the middle of existence. Like, just get to float off. These little children are just floating. These little little babies are just going like, bye. <laughs> like, floating away because their parents decided to go hunting and this guy wanted to become a dick. Fucking so- <laughs> Ruth. Like, why did the guy want to become a detective? <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> I, no, if I had, I, I could see she God, being an otter or something like that. No, this or was a tight way to turn into a straight two-hour podcast. No, okay, here's the thing. It would be something regarding, like, obviously I'm from Canada, the Great White North. Something probably associated with that. Because obviously we would need... Fucking nerd. I don't know. I'd probably, like, they would probably, like, slap on, like, the ice Amazon on my forehead and be like, you're six ice two, go Amazon. And have fun. And like the I, you like would, the 
yes. cross Amazonian and throw me onto out the of, stage with like <laughs> out of out of is this, all, like, is, this a, is this an Ice Planet Barbarians reference? Out of <laughs> all of us, out of all of us, you are Vince McMahon's favorite because you are the tallest, and you would absolutely be the frozen barbarian. <laughs> It would be like the frozen, frozen Amazonian. <laughs> it would be the frozen Amazonian, and I would just be like, "What?" And then I just picture that it's just like, "Hey, I have a really good idea," and they'd be like, "Here's the deal: you're really tall. You're from Canada. We're just gonna give you an entire arc where you've come from the Great White North, and you're here to like take out everybody, and that's your nickname." And then they just throw me out. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Love that, Frank. I'm gonna sell you this on this idea. Okay. Oh my god. Everyone right. loves a good secret brother story, okay? Oh no. And so we have classics like Gold Dust and Stardust. All right, we have The Undertaker and Kane. This is what I'm selling you, okay? The Weeb oh. needs a secret brother. All right? Oh, is it are you what are you going to be the Chad? So Jesus. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I show up one day, all right? I come out of the crowd. I throw at you an apple okay oh god i throw at you <laughs> Dude, you already you already a fucked banana. up because I, 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 hold on oh, I, hold on let me finish let me finish i throw a banana <laughs> i throw a banana at you okay all right you're already I fucked throw, up because weebs are malnourished hold this on, is already hold on, is, hold they don't on, eat fruit hold on <laughs> i come in i have a basket oh my god i'm in the fact basket? i am in fact your brother fruit basket <laughs> I'm your infeminate buddy, brother, who's come in to take you on and take you down. My name is Fruit Basket. You also hate Jesus. You have to hate Jesus, too. I hate, I'm the opposite of you. I hate Jesus. Jesus is atheist. This is why I come back. I've come back to take back the family name. My name is Fruit Basket. The first thing you do is put a fucking Fruit Basket on your head and say, God isn't real. (laughs) And then we got to fight for supremacy and make sure, you know. In a fruit basket match, <laughs> where we fight in a basket full of fruits. I Wrestling is this anything is basically you want the, it to be. This is basically the all women are queens fight. You don't realize that, right? Now, I, okay. By the way, I've now come up with a segment for um, one week where it's just going to be me listing off anime names, and you guys have to tell me what the plot is because you think that <laughs> absolutely. You think anim- okay, you think fruit ba- <laughs> I, 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 I adore what you think fruit baskets is. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a romantic. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, because Fruit Basket is about the 12 Zodiac, not anything about fruit. All right, then. As um, a, as an anti-religion <laughs> character. Okay, anyway. Great. So you are, the, you could, you could play the Chad who there d- obviously doesn't understand anime, but tries to, sure. to belittle their brother. Yeah, I'm laughing so hard the back of my head hurts. So let's move on to the second okay. question. So, okay, this was a question. Shout out to Kate. This was the exact kind of <laughs> chaos energy that I wanted out of this question. So, Kate, we love you. Thank you so much. Ow. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> All right, feet take it away. I'm in pain. I just need a second, guys. I mean, my head hurts. Okay. I'm, in, I'm in absolute pain right now. Take an Excedrin, dude. I gotta take one, because that was definitely not a tight 90. I just thought... I have some. Hey. <laughs> no, because I just thought of a wrestling thing that Frank should have done. and it's specifically... The weeb and the, the, the virgin and the Chad? 
Oh my god. It was specifically, like, it's inspired by your GTA 5 freaking, what is it, your car that has just, like, all the inappropriate anime ladies on it. Like, yes! And then just be called, this is your, okay, if if this is what Frank would be, it would be, it would be called, like, the Hentarian, and it would be a guy just dressed up with a bunch oh, of hentai oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I would wear, there's <laughs> that. Yes. 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 Just wait. So it'd be like a like his music when he comes in, it would sound normal, but then it would be like weird moaning in the background. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It would be. I no. I already. I already know the perfect fucking song. I already know the perfect fucking song. You already. You you already heard the weird anime VA dub songs fee. You already know. There's tons of fucking intros that you can definitely do. Oh my god. Um, now I have to draw. I'm now gonna have to draw this particular person and then put it as our thumbnail for this week, which is making me very upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he has to have like the the head the hentai headband. Oh my god! You know what I'm talking about, or the Faku. Oh, I Faku headband. I quit. I quit. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's also like they have like those hoodies online, especially on Amazon, where they oh, just have. Oh, like, he totally Jesus. wears the Ahega hoodie. Jesus exactly. Christ. Okay, so. <laughs> We've now created. I quit. <laughs> Goodbye. No, well, we're just about to get into a good specific question. The, okay. The intro is just the porn up Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> so. Okay. No. The next question. I actually was in, like, this is a question that I want to ask you guys because I was actually inspired by watching um, Hot Ones today. Um, great show. Highly recommend it. Um, and they had Elijah Wood, and one of the questions specifically. Um, that Sean asked was what video game would you like to create a movie adaptation? And they actually got into a really good conversation about um, shows like, for example, Resident Evil, not specifically like the 2000s, early 2000s shows, like movies, but actually basing it off of the video game, which we are now seeing with the new series that are coming out over the next two years um, when it comes with like the anime and other ideas. The movie. And the in the movie, yeah, um, and then talking about things like maybe like Silent Hill, but actually basing it off of the actual video game rather than kind of their own rendition. Um, so, what what specific video game would you like to see as a live adaptation? I wonder- Mario, check your DM first. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm gonna ask you, Sly. Sly, what video game would you like to see as a movie or a show? Oh, this is painful. I. <sighs> I have so many ideas for things that I would love to see, but I'm trying to imagine if any of them would be as meaningful in a different format. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like what? Because like thinking? my gut feeling, I would. I mean, we've talked about it for the past like three episodes. Gone Home is like one of my. It's still one of my favorite games, and that story meant so much to me, yeah. especially at the time I played it. And like, but I don't feel like that would be as impactful as a movie. Mm-hmm. I think it really benefited from that walking sim vibe and being able to explore that world. So I don't think that would, I, I don't think I would want to see that as a movie. I think that would ruin it for me. Okay. So I'm trying to think of something else. 
Well, while you're thinking, I know Mario's pulling up a picture here of, of uh, Elijah Wood for you guys. Yeah, I, uh, you want. So I'm trying to remember who Elijah Wood was. Um, he, it kind of got lost in my mind. Is this Elijah Wood? Can you give me one second. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is Elijah Wood. Is this Elijah Wood? Give me one second. Oh no, what are you bringing? Oh yeah, that's that's Elijah Wood. Is that Elijah Wood? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Is this Elijah Wood, everybody? Yeah. I, I don't see it. Yeah, you have to look at the, the confidence monitor <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> Oh, you don't have that. You don't have that up. Either. Oh, you don't have that up. Oh, I'm sorry. One second. Hold on. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> that's Elijah Wood. It's Elijah Wood, Isn't right? Isn't that? That's Elijah Wood. No, that's not Elijah. <laughs> Hold on. Pull Wood. up. A, pull up another picture. Hold right, on. Hold maybe. On. Give me, give me maybe second. it's just the shot. Maybe it's just yeah. How in in that photo? Yeah. Maybe that's, that's Daniel Radcliffe, by the way. That's... No, that's Elijah Wood. That's definitely him. It's definitely Elijah Wood. No, no, that's not Elijah Wood, guys. That is. There was there was a joke forever ago that people would get would call them each other. They like they people would call Elijah Wood Daniel Radcliffe. Oh no, for sure. They would call. What you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. This is clearly <laughs> Elijah Wood. I don't know. Look, hold on. I think Mario's pulling up. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here. here's another, here's that's, that's totally Elijah Wood. That's a Hobbit right there. All right, okay, she'll answer for you. All right, thank, thank you. you for making I the podcast longer, Frank. <laughs> I want Monster Prom as oh, a movie. God. I think it would be great. I I love the team. They're they're doing great things. Their stories are so fun. I think I think Monster Prom would make a really fun movie. It would yeah. never get funded, but Pie in the Sky Dreams. That's that's. I don't fun. know. That seems like something the CW would pick up. That's, oh yeah, that's an A twenty four film. You know what I'm saying? But then wait. Okay, here's the thing. I think they would bring it up as a show and then they would cancel it so they could continue the trash heap that is Riverdale. <laughs> All right, that's a choice. I mean, I, I haven't seen Riverdale. I've heard I... trash and call it the best thing since sliced bread. So I have no idea who to believe anymore. To be honest. Yeah. No yeah. Isn't that sh the show with Stephen Amell's brother? No. That's all I know about no, it. No, it's not. No? Okay. Not then I know nothing about no, it. I'm you know Matthew Broderick killed two people in 1986? <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not going to talk Mario. about Riverdale, but it's a, it's a good... It's a, it's, it was good. I haven't, have to, I haven't caught up with it. Anyways, yes. Um, that's an interesting question. I mean, we have so many options. I'm not. There's one that I really want, but I'm not going to steal it from Frank. It's probably going to be his answer, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Um, honestly, if it's Metal Gear, then that's not the one I'm going to say. Well, anyway. then fuck yeah, I want Metal Gear. <laughs> can, can I yeah. give me Metal Gear? Uh, no, actually, I would really love. I really love to see the movie Oxenfree done as a movie. I think that it works really well as a video game, but Oxenfree just fits the vibe of that I love. You know, it fits the Goonies vibe. It fits the Stranger Things kind of deal, and that's. Uh, something mm. i dig that might be good as a sh tv show tv show would be really fun especially they explore multiple seasons repeating show. itself so i oh, think yeah. that'd be very interesting it's a great game everyone should play mm -hmm. that game and what do you what would you say frank mine could actually be used as a tv show or a movie okay. uh, i personally i really hate video game movies in general uh mm -hmm. mainly just because i feel like they're all lazy um it's like hey let's just take something that's already written out for us it's never like a multiplayer game it's always like something that's already pre-written for people and then they just kind of adapt it a little bit and change it up to like fit a movie thing i don't like that shit i think it's lazy and it's boring i don't want to watch the same thing again but what i do want to see is something fallout related um 
And you, the beauty of Fallout is that it's an expansive universe. You can technically take a, a take a drop in a pin and some random person and create a whole movie around them. And you can do this tons of times. You have tons of lore there to write with. Uh, you have tons of people you can write the lore about. Uh, it could be used as a TV show where it's like Tales from the Wasteland, where you just have a new character every episode of just within the scope of, of uh, the fallout universe. It doesn't necessarily have to follow one character, which is, which is why I love the idea. Um, and every character within that universe that is kind of great. big in their own way. Yeah. I think that would be a great anthology. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. And you could even I do it like adventure style too, where yeah. these characters eventually right? meet up. They could become a party, like a, like a fucking RPG. Um, but yeah, it'll, it, that would be cool. I think I think something in the Fallout universe is definitely well due for uh, some kind of adaptation. I just don't want them to redo a, a story game like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the ideas that's floating around that would be cool would be that uh, each season's told from the perspective of one of the vaults, and I thought that'd yeah, be interesting. That would work. Like yeah. uh, each vault has their own mm-hmm. lore and everything like that, so you can te- you can even do like the even fucked up vaults where everybody where you just put one man in there and every you could. You have a whole season of this where it's just one dude and the whole vault is just filled with rats and teddy bears. Yeah. I think that's what that vault was. Feeve probably knows what I'm talking about. It's just, a, it's just a vault with one guy filled with nothing but rats. Yep, and there's the one with the mannequins and then the guy who lives with a bunch of clones of himself. There's just like a, Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of different vaults um, because they were... Um, I apologize for the spoiler um, for a 20 year old series. Um, it's they're all experiments by the U S government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it wasn't to save the population oh, for no. the most part. It was mostly just for experiments to see how people would survive. And then they had the actual vaults that had the rich people in it, but some of those didn't even work out properly. So gotcha. yeah. Okay. No, I think, one of the ones that they even mentioned during the episode of Hot Ones was um, having a Grand Theft Auto like show, mm-hmm. but specifically like Grand Theft Auto Five because there's so many like crazy people in that sh- um, like video game that you could like bring it on to like a TV like almost having it like what was it like a Breaking Bad type of scenario sure. where you have those like crazy characters and then obviously. If you've never played a Grand Theft Auto game, um, like I had up until this year, it's just drugs, sex, and money. Like, it's just all this where a lot of people enjoy watching stuff like, like, I loved Breaking Bad. So having something like, like Trevor and all those crazy shenanigans, the casino, like the fucking casino in Grand Theft Auto 5 is like that entire storyline itself is like one of the most absolute bonkers things that I've ever seen when it comes to a plot in a like multiple quest arc it's just so crazy and no i think like a lot of like it makes sense and i think some of the ones that have been a little bit more successful have been kind of like the horror video games moving into a Mm -hmm. um movie space and tv show and then we've seen recently with the witcher and hopefully it gets it does well um which is the last of us which i am still kind of eerie about and concerned that it's just going to become the walking dead um, that it's just, um, oh my God, I can't even like, what would I, spe- a lot of like, one of the ones that I would have wanted to see as a live action has already become a live action, which was the Ace Attorney. 
um, video game is there is actually an entire live action movie um, from Japan and it's really well done. Um, so if you've never watched that movie before, definitely watch it. Obviously there is the anime adaptation, but they actually made a live action version back in the early 2010s. I'm trying to think like it might be 2010s, maybe like very, very late 20, um, like 2000s. Um, but I, I agree that there's a lot of like when they get into an actual movies format that it gets a little bit gimmicky or Hollywood just overdoes it completely and just destroys the idea of it. Like I wasn't a huge fan of the resident evil movies Mm -hmm. and then the silent hill was okay at best. Mm -hmm. Like there was like no explanation. Like for example, pyramid head, like no really interesting character. Absolutely nothing in the movies other than it was a scary guy with a um, pyramid on his head. But (laughs) it's just, no, I I would have probably um, defaulted, not defaulted, but like ended up saying like Fallout as well. Yeah. But I would see it as a TV series. Um, it would definitely be more of a serious kind of um, one. But I think there's definitely some, even with like Fallout 4, there were so many different yeah. options. Um, we don't need to pay attention to the main story arc because who cares about the sun? But um, there's just a whole bunch of characters that were introduced. And yeah. so many things had happened. Like, of course, you're going to have the fucking Brotherhood of Steel. Like, yeah, have an episode all about the Brotherhood of Steel. I let me pitch this to you, really. I okay. I, I have a, I have one more answer question, but I let me pitch this to you real quick. You start how you would start this Fallout series, right? Mm-hmm. It starts just like a radio show, like oh, yeah. the old school. It starts black and white, and it it's on a radio, and you hear you're hearing what's going on instead of it showing you, yeah. uh, just somebody talking about it as if it's an old school radio show, and it slowly mm-hmm. transitions into being like live action through this yeah. radio show and then it kind of leads on from there but i would love it for that like old school old timey like startup like in the fallout universe because it obviously if it's showing a radio it's going to be a broken radio right mm-hmm. it's going to sound like it's a herbert daring dashwood type uh uh story but it slowly devolves into like live action through that uh through that old school kind of old radio like story type deal yeah, I get, like I think that would be really cool, and having the whole like radio show aspect of it, and I think like a promotion wise, they could do like a podcast at the beginning or like a radio stunt mm-hmm. before they actually introduce the. Sounds like, yeah, there's uh, audio drama called "What's the Frequency," mm-hmm. uh, which I'm thinking similar vibes to that for how they would how yeah, they would do it would the show. it um, would have to be narrated by Three Dog. There's only there's no other way. It would have to be always narrated by Three Dog. Hey, Three Dog here. Anyway, um, my my last pitch for this thing, because uh, I just thought about it right now, and I think it would be perfect because they have attempted it and they failed fucking miserably at it. But I would love somebody to have another attempt at it, even though I don't like the style of movie anyway. Is uh, Max Payne? Max Payne is a series that almost writes itself, which is weird that nobody has made a good attempt at it because there is the the uh, what the hell's his name? Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg movie, and it has almost nothing to do with Max Payne at all. But if you've ever played a Max Payne game, you know these are way more driven than action. I think it and would be a better as a show for sure. I think it'd be better as a show. I think we should if they if somebody does attempt it, it has to have action in it. Yes, because it's a Max Payne game, but read the story first and then realize that the story is way more important than the, the shooting 
ha- that happens in between it. The shooting's the fun part. The story is even better than that. Yeah. So overall, I'm the, the vibe that I'm getting out of all of this is horror video games can be movies. Like that mm-hmm. works because it can just be one thing that happens. We've seen the movie. I'm um, like horror movies becoming actually pretty decent video games depending on the situation. Um, R.I.P. Um, Friday the Thirteenth, but um, um, a lot of the story arcs like, and I know we. I'm like, and I'm not gonna divulge in any like it too far. But things like the Heaven's Word expansion can be fucking Game of Thrones show. Oh yeah, itself because it's there's crazy. so much drama and intel and like backstabbing and stuff like that like quite frankly for the people who've never played this game it's like they took a season of game of thrones and they based an entire expansion on game of thrones because there's like multiple different things happening in one city and they're all trying to do one particular thing and try to win and become the all-powerful in some cases or trying to take out other things or Whatever it might be, there's dragons in it. It's fucking Game of Thrones as hell. Um, and you're up in the north, so every single time it's just like winter winter's coming. coming. <laughs> but winter is always there. Um, but no, well, I think it's always snowing. No, there are definitely some games that could definitely become um, shows, um, and then horror films should be movies. Thumbs up. Yeah, but until then, until we seal them, we are wrapping uh, episode twenty-three of the Point in Progress Ooh. podcast. It was a tight 90 turned into an almost three hour podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, look, you know, right. we thought we wouldn't be able to do it without Harv. You know, Harv, definitely voice. Oh, of the it would have been three hours with it Harv. Like, it's like two hours, guys, as a heads up. It's been like two hours. Yeah, we, we did start kind of late, didn't we? It feels like it's been an so eternity. Two, we're, we're a tight 20, uh, two hours and 22 minutes. But, you know, we're, we're wrapping it up as we go. <laughs> You know what? At I, least we're less than Lemus. Like, we, yeah. we have accomplished. But you have to keep into account. You have to keep into account, Mario. It's two hours, but we got through actually every single segment this time. Yes, yes, we did, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll definitely retool the show the way to, to make that work every time, so that way we can have a segment. Because I do miss it. I do missing having these conversations of someone passionate about something and explaining it to why you should see it or. Giving out a hot take, which we would do. We need to do more of those. Um, but again, thank you everyone for watching us and for listening and giving us love in the chat, uh, giving us uh, love at our YouTube channel. Which uh, you know the videos they're coming out sporadically. Oh, the one thing I didn't mention the housekeeping. Uh, we had a new show that came out this week. It was another oh episode God. of Point in Progress, which uh, a, pro- a Point in Progress a spinoff show, Point in Conversation where it is me interviewing someone and just talking about general life stuff, which, of course, I, uh, yes, Nardog, yes, another full progress bar, uh, talk to Nerf Alice, a.k.a. Alice Matthews, and we just talk about life in the emo phase and Pokemon cards and all types of fun stuff uh, that normally we, we don't have that kind of time to do and just had a wonderful hour with them. So definitely check that out. It's already available on our, our audio platforms and on our, our YouTube, as well as where you'll find all this stuff at youtube.com slash point in progress. Uh, Sly, where can people find you on the net? Find me at Flyclon MC pretty much everywhere, but I want to shout out this week, my TikTok. I'm about to make a TikTok once we wrap this up. Uh, yes, it is about Sebastian Stan. Don't judge me. But I've been trying to make more TikToks, and that's been fun. So please check me out over there. There you go. Fantastic. Fiona, where can we find you? 
You can find me here. Um, you can find me on Speaking of Stadia over at the Game Source Network. Um, this coming Tuesday, where we're going to be talking about all things Stadia. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Zoranix, and you can also find me. Who? Oh. My training class is now over, guys. And so for that reason, I will be doing Twitch streams in the evenings again, whether it might be some Final Fantasy content or I might be doing some artwork. Um, I will not be oh, drawing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, what the hell did you say? Hinterian. Dude, you, if you don't draw that, I don't know how you live with yourself after that. By the way, it's like literally the Centurion like outfits. If you don't know what a Centurion looks yeah, like. Yeah, I know exactly what Roman warrior. Anywho, I digress. I, you can just find me there. Woo. Frank, where can we find you on the net? Uh, you can find me here at Point in Progress. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Kestrel and A, where I talk some shit. Uh, you can also find me on the streets where I'm doing bad shit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. This, you can find, find me on these fucking streets. If I see one of the streets slapping the shit at you, uh, you can find <laughs> Frank doing tricks on the street. <laughs> No, 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 the no. Turning side. What a turning trick. South side of the Chicago. And if you want to see it. Uh, he's doing uh, puppet shows. I'm uh, selling skooma on these streets, son. Oh, my God. Don't and ask him what that is. I can't not, wait for the day that Frank is not on the podcast because he got arrested for saying some whack. <laughs> oh no, dude! I will do the. Po- I will. No, I'll still be on the podcast. I'll. I'll be like, officer, Frank, please let me borrow your phone so I can live stream in this fucking prison. So- Frank, off stream, we gotta talk about getting you a green screen so I can uh, pretend like you're in jail. Anyways, uh, I was about to say off screen, we're gonna talk about getting me put in prison. <laughs> yes, we're gonna talk about doing prison shit. Uh, you can find me at Trick Daddy Dungeon. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can find me at youtube.com slash point in progress, where hopefully I'll be doing uh, more episodes of point conversation. Uh, it's not going to be a weekly thing. It might just be maybe a once a month thing, honestly, uh, at this point. We're just testing it out and seeing how it works, um, if people like it, and if I should continue it. Uh, but you can also find me uh, doing my Halo show at youtube.com slash Rivera, where I have every week a new uh, Halo guest uh, playing through. We're in season two. We're doing Halo 2. I haven't got a chance to promote that, the fact that I made the season two on the show. So, yeah, going to do all that. And then oh, Harv... Yeah. Harv, of course, you can find at Beard and the Hair. They're at they're on the good old twitch.tv slash beard and the hair. Uh, he also has a gaming uh, channel, youtube.com slash what beard and the gaming. Is that it? Beard and beard the hair. Beard and the hair gaming. Beard and the gaming. YouTube.com slash beard and the hair gaming. Gaming. Yeah, sorry he's not on the podcast. We heard this every week. That's right. Sorry he's not on the podcast this week. He's currently selling skooma at a Taco Bell for me um, and b- getting me Baja Blast. Nah, we, we all know why he ain't here. All right, he's up in that daddy dungeon or whatever the hell it's called. Oh my god, why, why, why? He's playing, in Vancouver with friends. What the hell is he playing? Dude? Boyfriend dungeon is what, what he's is doing. it with? What is it with people saying daddy nowadays? It's just so daddy. weird. Like daddy, and it's not like young people either. It's like, <laughs> and with that, it's not about the daddies anymore. Now it's about the zaddies. Get with oh, it. God. That's even and worse. With, anyway. And with that, zaddies have been made. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Oh, Progress God. has been made. Shout out to Anna, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Shout out to Emma Stone. <laughs> I fucking quit. Well, there we go. The uh, podcast You'll is over. You'll never see me again. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my God. Okay, there. There we go. Tomorrow. Yes. 
Can you cut my what if rant? Because I really want to turn that into a hot take. Yeah. And like bring receipts. That's fine. And like do it justice. Oh my God. Just so I could just say no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I mean, the answer's still going to be no. Yeah, you can. I, no, I look, I'm, I'm one to. If I'm going to have that conversation on the podcast, I want to do should it make justice. A video. I want to bring receipts. You should make it a video. I should do that. All I'm yeah. going to do is I'm just going to pop in and be like, there's multiverse and there's love for everyone <laughs> and they can love each other in multiple ways. I, I agree. It could happen. And and we Loki's proven it. So there you go. Oh okay. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's multiverses. But also everybody's perspective on their viewing of something is valid and whatever you take away from it, you I take agree. away from it. I agree. But I, I just... If I'm going to have that conversation on the podcast, I want to do it better justice than I did than just <laughs> randomly yell about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do think it would be a great video, though. Okay. Uh, do I'll do, yeah, I'll do a video essay on how every time Marvel tries to make that ship straight, uh, they make it more gay. <laughs> Okay. That's really, fair. every time. That is fair. They just make it care. Lev, uh, Lev started in the chat. Are you streaming right now? I think you're streaming. You're streaming, right? Are they streaming? I, I they're online on my screen, on my on my uh, YouTube app. They are live right now. Okay. Well, I'm actually gonna go ahead and send uh, everybody on off. Uh, we will not be playing games tonight. Obviously, Harv usually uh, is in control of you guys playing Final Fantasy. Um, also, I, I would probably do it if I wasn't dying of heat and probably. That is true. And me too. These lights are bright. I have to do a lot to run the 10-4K camera. So yeah, I, I need definitely, water. definitely taking a break after that three hours, Addy, whatever we I've had a migraine for like yeah. three days. So there you go. We're going to go ahead and just send these viewers on over to you, buddy. Enjoy Ooh. your stay. Enjoy your playing. Thank you, everyone that's been here. And uh, until next time. Goodbye. Later. Y'all, Romanian music fucking slaps. Romanian music? Yeah. Okay.